Welcome back to the Hank Scream situation. That's right. Life Make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we are live, which we're live right now. We are live. Can I see some? Can I see jazz hands from you people? We're not. In 2020, we're still doing jazz hands. It's the Roaring 20, so I think that's when jazz hands started, right, guys? Sure, bringing it back. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea when that whole thing came up. But we are live. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode 488. 488, that's right. Um, and our guest tonight, we've got Clover Tack on YouTube. He's here. Make sure you guys go subscribe to him. What's up, Clover? A lot. Thanks for the invite. Good to be here. Oh, absolutely, looking man. Good to have to you a, back. Uh, looking forward to a good conversation, as usual. Yeah, a happy new year. Merry Christmas to you. You know, um, let's see. We also have young Dill Spec 186, Dylan. He's How's back. There you guys? go. What's going on, Dylan? <laughs> Nothing too much. I appreciate the invite as always. Yeah. Representing the young people. Uh, how old are you now, Dylan? Like what, 20, 21? What are we I'm talking? I'm 22 now. 22. Oh, geez. I don't even remember when I was. I don't know about you, Clover, but I don't even no. remember when I was 22. No, it was uh yeah knee deep in diapers and that sort of stuff for me uh, at twenty two. So yeah, uh, I don't I don't want I don't want to remember. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So all right, we've got these guys here. We're going to talk about different things. You guys, let us know what's uh you know what you want to talk about. We'll get into a bunch of different stuff here. I got to thank Harry's Holster, maker of fine Kydex, for sponsoring the show. Shout out to Harry's Holsters. Um, and let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, yeah. Smash the thumbs ups as you come in. Ring the bell so you can be notified. Share this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like I'm in the uh, the Sound of Music when I when I say that. Does anyone anyone remember Sound of Music? I love Sound of Music. Sound of Music oh, is awesome. Okay. Yeah, that was... Dylan, that was an old movie back in the days when they first started colorizing i got to correct you. It's not a movie. It's a musical. Oh, oh, yes, that's true. It's a musical. Yes. Well, I appreciate the reference because yeah. I don't know what you all are talking about. Yeah, when we were young and we thought musicals were cool, I guess. Not my favorite, not my favorite musical, but but it's up there definitely. It's probably number two. Yeah, I don't know if I. Let me gotcha. see. Do I have a favorite musical? Hmm. Let I me do see. without a doubt. Know. Really? You okay? What's your favorite musical? Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay, I don't even know what that is. Oh, dude, gotta go watch seven brides for seven. It's awesome. Seven. Okay. It's awesome. Oh, now, as long like a musical yeah. is, you know what I mean. Got the intermission yeah. in the middle and all that, but uh, seven brides for seven. It's good brothers. songs. It's it's set in a. Uh, what it is is you've got seven brothers that live up in the mountains, right? Are these brothers brothers or brothers? They're like brothers. They're like uh, oh, okay. mountain men brothers, right? Oh, mountain men brothers. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so they, they come into town like once a year to grab their supplies because, you know, the mountains freeze over and stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. they come into town in the springtime or whatever, get their supplies, and they all decide they want wives. And so any, anyway, just long, drawn-out story with that. I don't want to give away the farm. Oh, okay. But, uh, That's but from great. 1954. I'm looking at IMDb. That's 1954, yeah. man. Yep, it's a good one. Yeah, wow. Uh, Dylan, do you look at any uh, musicals? Uh, not really, yeah. except for if you consider that a uh, rap video that American Gun Chick did a while back. <laughs> that's that's your idea. Okay, all right. If that's your idea of musicals, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Lola's make you're making too much noise, Lola. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. 
It's making a lot of noise in the background. Okay, you don't even look at music. What is that thing? Musical high school? High school musical? High school musical? Yeah. Yeah, my kids. Or Glee? Glee was kind of a musical. Dylan is too macho for that. He's way too macho for that. If you ever watched Glee. Well, my kids. My kids watch Glee. My sister loves High School Musical, so there you go. Oh, all right, okay. I don't know what you try. I don't. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, John Crump says, "Who is this nerd on the left?" I think he's talking about you, Clover. Oh, uh, well, he's one to talk. Takes yeah. one to know one. Yeah, Crump's going in early on people. So uh, let me see. A shout out to everyone that's out there, by the way. So please smash the thumbs up. So we're gonna get into it here. Okay. So I haven't seen any of you guys in this year. I'm gonna start with you, Clover. What, what, like, what's going on with your year, man? How, how was your holidays? What's going on with you in the new year? Holidays was good. I mean, just uh, you know, spending time with family and that sort of thing. We don't, uh, we don't do up the whole presents thing and yeah. get crazy with all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I had that conversation. I had a doctor's appointment today, and had that conversation. My doctor asked me the same thing, and and uh, i'm like dude i you know my wife and i buy what we want when we want all year long so we don't go crazy with each other at christmas time and birthdays and things like that there's just mm-hmm. no reason yeah uh, i agree with that lola and i do that too and and the boys are one's 19 one's 20 you don't have to do that anymore because they're always yeah. buying them stuff we do a uh, uh we do for the for the grandbabies of course and then uh, for the kids, I, my wife's got this game that, that they all play. I actually played it this year and, um, uh, it's, a what you do is you take a bunch of gift cards and you could use presents and whatever, like small things. And you wrap them up in layers of, um, uh, what am I thinking? Saran wrap mm-hmm. and just continually wrap. So start off with something small, a gift card and wrap three or four layers of five or six Saran wrap and add another item. And you roll it into this big, huge ball. And then you sit around a table and you roll dice and somebody gets to unwrap the saran wrap until the person next to them rolls doubles. And then you have to switch. You get okay. to take it away from that person and you switch it around the table. So, and you get to keep anything you, you're able to unwrap in that time frame. So, um, mm-hmm. mostly it's lottery tickets and, um, candy and gift cards mostly is what's in that uh this is a lot of work that sounds like a lot of work to me um yeah it takes my wife a while to to saran wrap all that up and then it takes a while to unwrap it too and it's a pretty fun game it's if you so if you're out there you're looking for something fun to do at christmas time and Mm -hmm. you know that's and you uh, can't just take out a knife and just slice through the saran wrap no no in fact you get penalized if you uh if you rip the saran wrap Oh no! Oh no! You have to slowly peel off the saran. I don't have to. I don't well, you have don't have to slowly. That. You don't just slowly. But if you if you rip this, tear the saran wrap, you forfeit a turn. So. Oh, if I don't stab into that saran wrap and start cutting it out, that's everything <laughs> else is slowly. It's, it's, uh, well, the thing is, here's what makes it interesting: is my wife doesn't do one continuous wrap of saran wrap. She'll wrap some layers and then tear it, and then wrap some layers and then tear it. So you're wrapping, and you've got a good your rhythm going and then all of a sudden that runs out and you have to find the end of the saran wrap again that's what kills you oh okay it's gonna be interesting did you ever did you post anything uh like anything on instagram about this i don't think see a picture of this yeah Yeah, that's a good instagram post right there man probably tell the wife that's from hank strange just give me my credit when you you know next christmas we'll have to do that next year yeah Yeah. when you post it okay all right all right cool dylan what about you what do you do do you get into you guys have uh like traditions and stuff like that that you do at your family christmas time 
We do. Uh, okay. On my on my dad's side, we all take a picture under the tree, and we mm-hmm. all play. Uh, we play uh, past the trash, you know, which is like a like a like a card game for okay. money, which is kind of fun. Okay. And uh, we'll do that, and then uh, on my mom's side, we play the game Taboo. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen Four Christmases, but that's the the game they played on that movie, which is it's okay. it's pretty fun. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what that what that is. It's it's where like you gotta say you you gotta you have a partner and you have to describe to your partner what 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 your what word they need to say but you can't say certain oh, words. Oh, okay. So kind of. Oh, okay. Kinda, all right. All yeah. right. Yeah. And you come up with ridiculous words or something like that. Well, like you you get a card and it says like let's say uh you know it could be like the word is pizza but you can't say like food and stuff that's related to pizza Mm -hmm. to let them know what it is so you have to say like uh what we ate last week or something like that oh okay okay man you guys have all i do is eat and sleep (laughs) that's step up your game that's my tradition leave me alone (laughs) that's my (laughs) that's my thing no i just usually I, i like hanging out with the kids looking at movies and stuff like that yeah, so it's like yeah, certain we did, movies we watch uh, over and over. For the longest, the Christmas Day movie that was a that we actually broke that tradition this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I was kind of sad to see that go, but but things change. I mean, your kids grow up, and everybody mm-hmm. has their own schedules, and yeah, it makes it hard to do. But I, for probably twenty years, uh, we had a streak of about twenty years of watching a movie, going to mm-hmm. the movie theater on Christmas Day. So, um, oh, yeah, actually kinda, going to the movies. Yeah, actually, actually going, going to, to the, the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. And you broke it. Why was it because of the you didn't want to see Star Wars? So. Ske- well, it was scheduling with everybody. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I would have pretty much had to have gone myself by myself, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, do I really want to go by myself or just let it let it yeah. go? I mean, change is inevitable, right? Yeah, it's a sad state of now. I've been to the movies by myself when I was a younger man, but it's a sad state of affairs when you're married, have kids and grandbabies and you still have to go to the movies by yourself. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I still haven't seen the new star Wars. So, oh, okay. Have you Dylan? Are you into that? I don't know. You're... Uh, you, you know, Hank, to be honest, man, not, not really. I you're like an old fun. man. You're like an old gun guy <laughs> already. And you're 22 years old and you're like an old curmudgeon. <laughs> you're like Walter or yeah. Yeah, word of the yeah. day. I've, I've been told before that I'm I've got the soul of a thirty-five year old. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say older than that. I think he's, I think he's off. I think he's off at least a couple decades. Yeah, because we were talking about musicals. He's like musicals. Yeah, yeah, it's real men up in here. We don't look at musicals. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't have any fud in me. At least. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. That's good. At least that's you know one good thing on on the uh, being young side. So Clover, what um, I know you told me I'm gonna throw up your uh, YouTube channel. You said you got some YouTube videos out there, and we need people to get, go over there and subscribe to you. I'm gonna throw that up. Boom! There we Finally go. Finally, watch the stuff. I could care less if they subscribe. Oh, to oh you don't care if they subscribe. Okay. <laughs> what do you think they need to watch? Uh, I put it see. up. To, I put it up to get it watched, not okay. to, for people You're to t- subscribe. You've got a top so. ten. You've got a top ten. Uh, I did. I put out yesterday, uh, and it's doing really well. I'm shot surprised. I mean, shot show stuff. I figured people would be kind of burnt out with right. lead. You know, the lead up to shot shows. Many people are talking about this, that, and the other with shot show, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually doing pretty well. But my list is not like most people's list. I'm not a big tactical guy. 
um, and not necessarily a big when it comes to long long guns anyway, a big semi-auto guy. So okay. there's some fairly unique stuff on my top ten uh, list, and that's just a top ten of some of the things I'm looking forward to seeing at shots. Mm-hmm. Shot, okay, shot. so give us a preview. Tell us about some of these things. By the way, you're going, I'm going. I think Dylan, you're going for the first time to shot show, right? That's right. Yeah, there you nice. go. So uh, tell us, tell us, old Clover, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to the most at Shot Show? The most, uh, yeah, spoiler, if you're jumping over there. <laughs> what, yeah, yes. Still uh, go see it. Go see it. Go look at it now. Turn it on like in a different window and mute it. Right. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the top five, I put it silhouettes in the thumbnail. So anybody that was uh, – uh, really good with recognizing firearms. Oh, let's see, let's get see. A, get a good idea. But, okay, uh-huh. uh, yeah, number one is going to be Cimarron uh, Firearms has come out with a pocket Navy revolver that okay. is th- is 380. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I've seen conversions. I've seen conversions in 38 specials. I've seen uh, conversions in 44s and things like that. But to have the smaller frame pocket Navy. Uh, and in a in a caliber like 380, I like 380. So oh okay, uh, pretty pretty excited about about Did checking it, out that one. I think uh, Walther, if I'm not mistaken, my buddies over there, Walther just came out with a 380 and uh, CCP and that, right. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was on the list. The Walther mm-hmm. CCP 380 is on the list. Excited okay. for that one as well. Yeah, striker mm-hmm. fired. I'm not a big fan of the PK 380. Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I mean everybody loves the PPKs obviously, but that's right. not a, a modern ergo style, right? Uh, yeah, that's just a classic, your classic James Bondy type right. thing, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So to see a, a modern, you know, more ergonomic striker fired from them mm-hmm. in 380 is 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 going to be cool for sure. What's the so uh, what do you think is the best 380 that's out there so that you've shot so far? I did the shot show stuff that you haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, we could leave that best, out. But what best is, 380 period. Best My yeah. everyday carry is a Glock 42, and I got a Glock, go Glock 42. Yeah, I would agree uh, with that. I actually, that, I carried one before they came out with the 43. Man, that 42 was the. I never liked 380s up until then. Well, I've done a lot of work internally on my 42, and oh, okay. uh, it's got some upgrades and some other stuff. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons that I, I didn't ditch it and go with the 43 when they came out with the 43. Okay. Uh, it it was upgraded. It works great. Shoots great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So it really didn't make any sense. And mm-hmm. uh, now, if if I don't currently own a 43, but you know, eventually I'll probably run across a, a good deal at the local gun shop or somewhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a gun show or something on a 43, and I may pick one up. But that 42, I mean, ever since the day that I that I brought it home, uh, it, it even without upgrades and other things, uh, if you like a Glock. Uh, and I'm not talking about being a fanboy, but if you shoot a Glock well and you like the stock sights on the Glock and other things, uh, the grip angle, so forth and so on, you're not going to be disappointed with that 42. It it mm-hmm. shoots. The feel of it is identical to uh, you know a 22, a 17, a 19, a, a, a 20, any other Glock that you pick up. It's just it's just a natural feel, and uh, for me it works. So. It's a great little pistol. Yeah, I think they did a good job with the forty two. Lots of people out there. I was I think what did I do with mine? I sold mine. Um I probably sold a couple of forty twos and I moved on to the forty three. Then they came out with the forty three X, which I've shot and it's cool, but I I feel like what you just said, I don't feel like I need to sh- sell my forty three 
unless some like if there's a good opportunity I'm like oh okay I'll sell the 43 and get the 43x but I have the 43 I got magazines and everything for it what am I getting rid of it for right yeah 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 if you're talking about carry or something like that you carry the 43 mhm yeah yeah, yeah, that's what if you're I. You're carrying it. I mean, why would you upgrade? That's like the people that bow hunt, and they buy a new bow every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why are you, why are you doing that? You you get used to something and proficient with it. You can trust it. Uh, you know, they say never go into the field with an, an unproven rifle or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of the sayings. And so, why would you constantly upgrade and change and all of that? Once you get comfortable with something, as long as it's maintained and functional mm-hmm. and reliable then that's heck that's what i want to carry right mm-hmm. something that i know is going to work and yeah something you know what I'm it's going to do with, i practice with all the time and yeah 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 i also don't i don't modify whatever i carry either so but that's just I well, don't de- either. Yeah. depending on who you are and your opinion and the state and the area you live in and other stuff for me mm-hmm. it's not it's going to be a non-issue for the mm-hmm. vast majority of places that i'm, I'm going to carry um yeah, it's simply not going to come into play if it's you know as long as the, as long as the defensive situation is justified. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm looking at your silhouette of of the shot show video. There's a Chris Vector in there. Why is that in there? There, there is. That is the yeah. 22 bird. What? Yes, sir. Hold on a second. Uh, How did I miss this news? Chris Vector's the, putting out a 22 version. 22 version rifle and pistol, and I think that could be a you know talked what? about the. Uh, the Glock 44 mm-hmm. uh, potentially having some ram- ramifications for youth shooting sports and getting mm-hmm. uh, you know kids excited and involved mm-hmm. uh, at a at a greater pace than they are now anyway. Mm-hmm. And man, when I seen that vector, I thought, dude, when did that news about, come out? When did that you talk news? about get kids excited about shooting sports? The vector is the way to go, buddy. Right. Yeah. Um, when did the vector thing come out? That's interesting. I didn't. I totally uh, that so maybe a week ago. Maybe. Oh, okay. That I that completely maybe. went. Yeah, it's, it's fairly new, That's and you know radar. MSRP. I mean, I don't, I'm not up to speed on what a normal centerfire mm-hmm. vector would be MSRP, but I, they're over a grand, correct? Twelve, thirteen. Oh yeah, bucks. oh yeah. Oh, they're yeah. probably every bit of fifteen. Yeah. The yeah. MSRP. And I and I think MSRP is like five thirty nine or something. Oh, so that's on, really on good. The oh, version. that's pretty so, good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something I mean, that it's no it, there's no need of the actual V vectoring mechanism they have in there on a 22 but you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and internally it may be totally different. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I haven't delved into the actual internals. Right. It may just be a shell around a something similar to a 1022 for all we know. Yeah. Um Ghost shout out to Ghost Tactical, see him in the chat. Um I know that so the Chris Vector guys came out with the Defiance, the DMK22 which I have. So that's a an aluminum AR rifle. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, those yeah. are it feels just like a normal AR. It does, right? yeah. And I think right. that's pretty good. I I really like that and I have an integrally uh suppressed barrel on mine. Um we need to do a video nice. for that sometime soon. What's this flying what you're saying? Uh, is 22 LR the Toyota Super of Shot Show? That's from <laughs> Flying Rich. Uh, it seems like this is going to be the year for 22s. Yeah, and on the same note, uh, POF mm-hmm. also has a 22 coming out. I believe it's an AR pistol. I can't oh, remember. I can't really? remember the name of it, but um, I, I I don't know what the MSRP or anything is. But I, I thought it was interesting that they would come out with it. Yeah, wow. that's that's good to know. I like the yeah. PO, uh, POF stuff, so I'm definitely gonna have to go check that out. This I, is I, I, I do. I'm too scheduled far. to scheduled to stop by there and at least say hi to those guys anyway. So yeah. it's good to know. Well, I'll no, put that on my list. 
and uh, Clover Tech, while while we're mentioning that, I really enjoyed your video you did with Frank DeSoma. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've been watching. Uh, oh, I've watched see that the channel for about a year, and uh, I thought that was a really good one. Yeah, Frank's. Uh, first of all, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, Frank's a good dude, man. He's uh, when when you say when you hear the word patriot, I think Frank definitely. He's one of the ones that comes to mind. He's mm-hmm. he's definitely down with it. He's not just around for the money and glory Absolutely. and all of that. He's, yeah. Uh, how far right. back Close. on your channel Close. is? I'm sorry. How far back in your channel is that video? About two it's months, gonna, I think. Couple months. It'll be. Okay. It's going to be quite a few months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. that's interesting. That was set up. That was set up post NRA. So I'm going to oh, say. Oh no, that's going to be way back. End of end of summer. Well, it was oh. a while before we got on the same page with scheduling and all that. Right. Okay. right. I, th- I think it's a couple months old. I could be wrong though. Yeah. You can see. Google search. You could probably Google search. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna search right inside of your channel. I should be able to find it that way, right, Frank? Yeah. You, you can do that, or you know, the key to Google search is if you know the channel name, which mine's all one word, CloverTac. Mm-hmm. Uh, CloverTac, and then something like Frank or or no, Kusama I found it. Yeah. and you'll find it. Yeah, I let me see if I can get it up here, and I'll show people that video so they can go check it out. I'll just roll that in here while we're talking. Yeah, I do. That was the Fire on Friday podcast, and for those that that have not listened to the Fire on Friday podcast, I I pride myself a little bit on that. Um, It definitely gets a lot more traction in the podcast world than it does on YouTube and Full 30 and Gunstreamer because most people are looking for video uh, in those, those platforms. So, But I still put it up there. For the people that that utilize those platforms, they can still listen in. But the format that I use on Fire on Friday, I think it's kind of interesting because where there's there's the topics of the day a lot of times that people like to talk about on these podcasts. And for me, I like to get into more of the nuance and talk about the the actual guests and their experience and a lot of stuff like that rather than um, spending a lot of time on products and and that sort of thing. I want a lot of the backstory, and mm-hmm. so uh, especially with Frank. Good Lord, I still remember oh, yeah. that conversation. He he had an interesting time growing up. Moved from New York to Arizona, and you know worked on hot rods and you know all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really neat because you know you get to know these people on a more personal level rather than just as industry people. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And you've had some interesting people on there, Clover Tech. I think you've had Maj Ture on there, and I think you've had Rob Pincus. I mean, some mm-hmm. neat people. Yeah, the one with the one with Pincus was just like last week or something. Right. And what's interesting, I, I talk with Rob pretty regularly. Uh, and what's interesting about the the Rob Pincus is when you when you hear Rob Pincus, you think about a conversation about training or a conversation about the Second Amendment. And I don't think that either one of those come up. In not at any length anyway. In that entire podcast, we talked about him growing up and just his the, the hectic life he leads and uh, just just things about him as a person. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunting, we talked a lot about hunting and even bow hunting, even archery. So uh, it was a, a unique conversation for that particular guest for Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I would say that if people think um, you know you've seen a guy on one podcast and you don't need to. To really look at him on another, I, w- I would say that's not really true. You know, it's a completely yep, different absolutely. conversation coming from yep. a completely different point of view. So you should definitely uh, check that out. And, yep. and uh, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody has the flavor. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And Pincus is just uh, all around, uh, 
you know, very interesting person. Interesting is exactly the word <laughs> I was. Yeah. I'm trying to pull back. I'm trying to pull back some, <laughs> you know, what was actually coming to the front of my brain. But he's a good guy. I like Pincus. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Gorillas and Guns, what is he saying here? I'm going to throw up his comment. He says we should all be going to Lobby Day rather than SHOT Show. Um, well, it's easier said than done when you've uh, made yeah. plans that are non-refundable a long time ago and exactly. there's no way financially you could do it unless you got a refund. And yeah, Is he talking uh, about Lobby Day for Virginia? For Virginia. Yeah, which yeah. is, by the way, for those that don't know, which is uh, that is January 20th. Uh, lobby day and a rally so uh VC same day i leave <laughs> virginia yeah we leave on the 16th uh, okay. like so we'll, we'll be leaving before then but yeah uh, uh virginia citizens defense league bcdl.org and if you're around the area if you're there in virginia neighboring states whatever uh and you can at all possibly make it or whatever definitely check out the, their website for more and there's also they're working on chartered buses and stuff from several locations there in virginia so if uh transportation is an issue for you definitely get on the vcdl website and look that up they make it help you out yeah absolutely if you're if you're if you're in virginia you should and you're a gun guy you should definitely be fighting for uh virginia's gun rights right Without a doubt, and if you're around that area, if you can get there, um, you know, it's a little, I don't know. I'm not going to say that all of us should drop doing what we do and 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 go out to that particular thing. But I think we do definitely have to try to do what we can for uh, the Second Amendment, starting from our own states, right? I think that fight begins um, at home. You know, I'm in Florida. Uh, I know you're in Texas, Clover, and... And you're in Kentucky, right, Dylan? We should definitely do that. And when we could do sure. it for other places, we should jump in there and do that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to, you know, th- at the same time, everything has to keep going. Well, yeah, and, so. and everybody has a part to play. You know, me with the situation I'm in, I mean, I can't, I can't drop what I've got and had planned and go do that. Mm-hmm. And but what I can do, and I already had it, I draw, I, I cut a little minute and a half or something video today and dropped it across multiple platforms mm-hmm. that just made people aware and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is going on on the 20th of January. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, mentioned several times, go check out mm-hmm. bcdl.org for more info or, mm-hmm. you know, to figure out how the buses are going to run or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And even though I can't be there by doing that, maybe I can get two or three people to go in my place. Yeah, you right? can bring attention to folks maybe who yeah. who um, aren't paying attention to it. And look, I, you know what? I think the guys in Virginia are really standing up, right? I think people in Virginia are really standing up for what's going on there and pushing back. Um, I wish we had that much um, <laughs> that much uh, activity, I guess I should put it here, in Florida when we, a couple of years ago, you know, we try we try to get it going. I think from things happening in other states, not just Florida, the folks in Virginia are like, oh, wait a second, we got to pay attention to this. So kudos to them. I, I hope they keep uh, fighting and paying attention to what's going on there. The, the fight for that's actually never going to stop. These guys are just yeah. trying to get away with whatever they can get away with. Yeah. You know? And, so. you know, and I think it's important. You know, I don't know. I, I don't live in Virginia. I don't. I don't necessarily know the people or the actual sentiment on the ground and all that stuff. I'll leave that up for people a little bit closer to the mm-hmm. cause, like 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 Crumpy, you know, John, John, 
yeah. like Crumpy out there, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, exactly. if I had one worry, my worry would be that you've got all of these counties that are standing up and drawing this line in the sand. So you've got all these officials at the local level, which is great, that are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if the people go to that point and push them to draw that line in the sand and then the people don't continue to back them with this lobby day and these rallies and with, you know, voting whatever they need to vote at the polls and whatever else, um, you're kind of hanging those officials out to dry. And they're going to think twice before they do things like that in the future. So remember that you um, you have a civic duty. And mm-hmm. and it's it, it falls ultimately, yes. I mean, the whole country needs to be supporting – uh, the efforts in Virginia, uh, financially, emotionally, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sentiments, good sentiments and all of that. But at the end of the day, it, it does fall on the Virginians to do what they need to do. That's their that's their state. Absolutely. Um, you know, I wouldn't, you know, call for, you know, millions of people to come into Texas to try to fight for us. What I would be calling for was a bunch of Texans to stand up and, and do the right thing. And that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that said, if you are out there, uh, especially with the VCDL, uh, running these buses, uh, donate five or 10 bucks or something to the VCDL. I mean, that could, you know, a few people do that, that could provide another bus seat for somebody to, to potentially get to the lobby day in the rally. So there are things you can do, uh, you know, if you can't, if you don't live in Virginia or close and can make it, there's all kinds of things that we can do from the outside to help those Virginians, you know, stand up and, and do what's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Snake Doctor 78 says, yes, yeah, saw guns and gadgets, new video. They just dropped a more, another more invasive bill banning almost everything. Um, I'm sure that's what they're going to get up to. And guns and gadgets being, uh, he's been on top of it, uh, dropping a lot yeah. of good videos, I think. Uh, let's Jared see. What... Does a, Jared does a good job. He really come on in 2019. That's one mm-hmm. of the stories. Uh, was His on channel's alive. grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Was on a live here a few weeks back or something like that. We were kind of looking back to 2019, and, mm-hmm. and he was one of the channels that got talked about. That Lord Jared is just—he just started up, kicking man. asses. He did. <laughs> yeah, he, he just did. started kicking it's asses. Good to see. Which is good. Yeah, I think he's—he's uh, he's doing a good thing. And I have to say, um, you know, if you guys appreciate what he's doing, you need to like throw some support his way. As a content creator, that's not easy. The frequency and all that. It may, it may look easy to you guys, but it really isn't um, to keep up with that and do all that stuff and just, you know, keep turning those things out to you guys and doing all What's, the stuff to get it seen. And, you know, it's just not well, easy. Well, what, what is seen looks easy. I mean, what they're looking at now with three mm-hmm. faces on the screen and facilitating mm-hmm. this live stream, that's the easy part. The work that goes into getting all this set up and getting everybody mm-hmm. on the same schedule and, you know, all that behind the scenes is what – that's where all the time gets spent for mm-hmm. sure. And, yeah. mo- and money. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, – I know uh, John's, uh, John Crump has got an event going on in April. Crump, you could tell us. You could throw the date up there or the link or whatever for that event. I, I committed that's to that, the, so I'll definitely be there. That's the GOA Gunathon. Yes, yes, in Northern Virginia. So, you know, um, that's April, man. That's going to roll around here before we know it. So, right. Yeah. I'm kind of undetermined on that. I've got so many things that happen in April. So, I've got to, I can't do them all. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can if everybody that's listening to this live chat goes over and becomes a five dollar patron. Yeah. You know, uh, you know um, listen. You know what you need? Not a problem. I could do that. Y- you but, know what you need? Uh, you know realistically, what you need? it's not going to happen. I'm going to have to pick and choose. I uh, know what you need, man. I know what you What's need. That? And uh, if you get this, you need a to sugar mama. You need to give me access to it. No, you need a corporate jet or something. <laughs> corporate jet, the clover jet, <laughs> the safety harbor jet. Well, I had the clover jet. I don't know what rich out there. I don't know what flying rich has done with. No, it, don't let flying rich fly you anywhere, he, man. You'd well, be crashing. He, did. he, he flew me. He flew me home in the clover jet one night, and there was something he was going to do to the clover jet, and he said he would bring it back, and he never did. Oh. so I'm not sure. I think he <clears> sold it or something. Uh, he probably know. crashed it. <laughs> Well, that's possible. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Rich has had more crashes than landing. So, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it is, it's really crazy to do all these things. Um, I think we've been planning to go to that one now for more than six months. So, um, all right. Let's 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 switch back here to SHOT Show. Uh, Dylan, I know you're going for the first time. What are you looking forward to? Or like, what's your idea? What do you think SHOT Show is going to look like when you show up there? Well, um, I really enjoyed going to the NRA meeting and meeting you in, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, back in April. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically the way I look at it, it's going to be the NRA meeting on steroids, you know, not like, you know, the political stuff, but like, as far as the, the booths and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, it'll, I mean, my boss, my boss went last year and he pretty much told me like, uh, I'm a big AR guy. And he said, Dylan, there's a whole floor pretty much that's all ar stuff so you'll yeah. you'll be in heaven with that <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm happy about all the AR. <laughs> right, right. yeah I, I would like to see right. maybe less ars although listen i'm an ar guy myself right, right uh yeah i would like to see less ars but yeah you're probably going to get a lot of that i think it's I don't know what you would say about it, Clover. I think it's very different from the NRA show just because the NRA show has the people. And so there are guns and everything there and a lot of the same companies, but you actually get to see the, the actual dyed-in-the-wool well, gun guys. NRA NRA has its benefits, uh, as Dylan alluded to, you know, getting to hang out with you or whatever. NRA is way more laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by that time, too, a lot of your – as far as the companies and all, they're kind of winding down their show season. So they're a little more laid back as far as the creators is a little more laid back. The public's there. So a lot of the people, I don't like even calling them fans or followers or whatever, but a lot mm-hmm. of the friends that we have out there that watch and follow mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, they're able to come uh, for the most part and hang out and, and do stuff. Uh, so it's a, it's a great experience in and of itself, but it's no shot show. Yeah. Um, the, first of all, SHOT Show's longer. If you add in the Antares Alliance Range Day on top of the Industry Day at the Range, SHOT Show has two hands-on you know, live fire range days. Is the Antares and, one uh, the special tactical one that you can't film at or, and all that? No, no. Antares is, is ran by the uh, Antares Alliance, which is a, okay. a, a culmination, I guess, or collaboration of a bunch of veteran-owned Oh, uh, okay. I know. I know what you're uh, talking about. Yeah. Well, and, there's a whole uh, other. There's a whole other event that goes on that's all super tactical and yeah. I can't, think of, the, I can't think of the name of that one, but yeah. yes, uh, that one has. They do that Nellis, don't they? Is that the one they do? I don't know. Nellis I've never. Place? Yeah, I've never been there. I think people have invited me there one time. I was like, wait, I can't film video or anything like that. Well, okay. Right. I don't think I'm right. going to that one. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, oh, by the way, shout out John Crump through the. Uh, sorry, uh, just give me one second. John Crump gave us two bucks. He says, uh, 
gunathon.com. That's where you find out everything that you need to. I'll leave it up there for a little while. Go, sorry about that, Clover. Go ahead. Gonna, no, I was just going to finish that out with SHOT Show mm-hmm. to say that the electricity and the excitement of SHOT mm-hmm. Show. I mm-hmm. mean, you've got to realize SHOT Show is not one of these things. And I know that uh, earlier, I think Lola had given you some information about mm-hmm. SHOT Show, but SHOT Show was not started for media to do anything or for people to get, or for companies rather, to get their stuff out to the public. That's not the intent. Mm-hmm. SHOT Show was created created for these industry people to get together and will and deal and do their things amongst each other, whether it's sales or partnering up on projects or whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. um, over the last, whatever, 10 years or so, uh, you know, media has obviously come become a big part of it with technology and a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So people get blinded a lot of times. They say, Oh, I'm not going to shot show. It's the same old crap blah 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 or it's all the same videos or it's all this well understand that's the shot it's not what shot show is about it's not really about that and so when you're in that environment where quite literally billions of dollars of deals are being made over that week mm-hmm. um it's a it's an interesting and, and it really is there's there's electricity in there it's really cool yeah I I'm not and, and I don't think we're trying to discourage you at all Dylan I'm actually excited to see how you see it because it's been like seven years ago that I went there and I probably had the same idea that you did but I agree with clover um, it's a completely different beast I think uh, it, it's happening for different reasons and uh, the people there are interested in different things so you're gonna see a lot of really cool guns and and you're going right. to, you know, I think uh, at SHOT Show, it's more about, as Clover's saying, the deals and stuff like that. Right, that, right. That they're putting on. And they don't really care that much about uh, media, you know. Uh, no, no yeah, and I mean, right. and, and rightfully so in mm-hmm. a way, right? But, yeah. you know, for media, it is a good place to make that initial contact. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily a good place to go up and try to get sponsorships or go right. up and try to try to corner them for 30 or 45 minutes or an hour to try to do a podcast mm-hmm. or make a video or something like that. But going up and introducing yourself and making that first step mm-hmm. in a relationship with said company or whatever mm-hmm. and learning about that product and, of course, getting some B-roll or taking mm-hmm. some notes for a written review or whatever, um, that, that only helps. But, you know, it's kind of – SHOT Show is kind of the – I mentioned it the other night when we were talking about companies in the industry that you approach. Shot Show is kind of like been a long time since I've had a first date, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, Shot <laughs> Show is almost like that first date, right? Or uh, really early on in a relationship mm-hmm. where it's exciting and it's new and you don't really know what's going to happen because you go and you meet with these companies and you talk about the new products and you talk about what you can do to help said company and uh, what they can do to help with your projects and you can work together and then what do you do you get home and you wait by the phone or the computer <laughs> to see if it panned out you know are they gonna are they gonna follow up with what we talked about at shot show so you go and there's all this electricity and it's all this new stuff and then not talking about the products but the feelings that you have is all this new stuff and then there's an element of unknown that you don't really know what's going to come out of the time that you spent engaging with these companies and other stuff at that shot show. So, um, yeah, the whole range of emotions and feelings and everything else around it is, is pretty cool. And that, that adds to the electricity of the show. Yeah. 
I would say, so probably the first time I went there, I did think exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, you're going to get to meet these companies and talk to them. Listen, at this point, I don't go. I do go there. I do see uh, companies, et cetera. And we have some conversations. Most of the time, I'm trying to talk to companies that we already have relationships with and do things with. But for the most part, I don't even like get my hopes up in any of that kind of stuff Um, where you probably could. Um, have some situations like that going on if you're on our side as a YouTuber is looking at the smaller companies. I think a lot of the big companies, they, you know, they just, they either have no respect for you or what you're doing or whatever, or if they, or if they don't know you, I think maybe if you're like the bigger guys, you, they might hound you or something like that. But the smaller companies and what they call the basement, you know, the guys who barely scratch together the money to come up to SHOT Show, um, and they're running mom and pop businesses, and they realize that they do need to get social media and things like that out there. Will probably have a little bit more um, respect and understanding for what you do if that's you know that's what you're interested in. To me, Shot Show is a good opportunity for me to one at Media Day actually get my hands on things that I might be interested in, you know, and then be able to ask questions of these guys of of those things. Um, you know, and then even looking around at the show itself, what I try to do, because you can, if you ask Lola, I hate it when people want to make meetings. Like, oh, come to this, come to our booth at one o'clock, come over here at nine o'clock in the morning. Because all I do is just jump around from, uh, like, yep. I'm, I'm at this booth, don't get to see anything because I have to get to the other side of the show by a certain time. And I don't, I'd like to just walk around, get my hands on stuff play around with it and think, hmm, do I like this? Am I interested in this? Is this something that I'm going to pursue, you know, try to figure out how to get my hands on, buy, whatever, right, build and all that. So that's the thing that I really like about it because then I get to formulate for the rest of my year, what do I think is really going to be cool? Which direction is everyone going in? Um, You know, and to me, that's the fun thing. I think really a lot of the companies are distracted by those big deals that Clover's talking about at that show. Um, You know, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, get in there is not really, doesn't have much effect. Well, that goes, that goes to a piece of advice I was given before I went to my first shot show. And one of the, it's just a one, you know, basically, well, two word, I guess. Uh, answer to you know how do you deal with shot show and the number one answer mm-hmm. that I got from a couple of people that are you know veterans of going to shot show was mm-hmm. be fluid, mm-hmm. be fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I could tell Dylan anything at, at first time, be fluid, man. Be able to roll with the flow and, and change your scheduling and, and whatever as, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna and you're gonna experience the show better because mm-hmm. Hank's absolutely right. If you're tied in from having to go to point A to point B all the time or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, there's stuff that you're gonna miss that you would walk by otherwise. Yeah. So what I try to do is because you're absolutely right, Hank. I mean, you've got relationships you've already got. Uh, when I'm planning out, I think I've got about 120 companies on my list right now for mm-hmm. SHOT Show. And that'll that'll change a little more from day to day. I'll get back in the uh, in the apartment. We rented a, an apartment or whatever this year. I'll get back in that at night, and there'll be companies that I, that I heard about, companies that I, maybe I was out in the smoking area with mm-hmm. or something like that that I need to go see. And I'll have to bump people on my list completely off. And put mm-hmm. them on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I, I man, you have a list. 
You're yeah, so, I do. You're so I, well, organized. I start. I start with a list. Like yeah. I said, I, <laughs> then it gets crazy. Done, it it <laughs> yeah. definitely morphs over the four days of the floor show. Right. But uh, you know, I try to, and I have that list because I try to work things in areas. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the you know booths two hundred through you know a thousand. Here's all the people there I need to go see and talk to. Right. Mm-hmm. That way I'm kind of working sections and I'm not all over the place. And then in walking to and from different places, uh, I'm not as stressed out because I don't have those schedules. I don't have a specific time. So if I see something that interests me or whatever, I can stop for a few minutes mm-hmm. and make contact with that person. And then the next, um, uh, the next thing as far as being fluid and, and experience and stuff is if you get the opportunity for any type uh, Dylan, any type of an after party or something like that, um, you know, some people, that's just not their scene, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, I felt that way, too, until I started going to some of the after parties. And the networking, and we talked about building relationships with certain companies and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of that that happens at, at after parties. So mm-hmm. don't discount the, the worth of those. It's not just about... You know, it, I guess it is if you're the type of person that just goes to eat the free food, get drunk, and, yeah. <laughs> and ogle half-naked women, then okay, maybe. This half-naked uh, women? I don't know. You know but what? I'm seeing that less and less. I'm seeing that less and less. Oh, yeah, def- yeah. definitely. Yeah. But if you go into the after parties with the mind of making that after party productive, mm-hmm. then there's a lot that can be done in the after parties for sure. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? A good question for us to ask Dylan, actually, Clover, is what is your purpose of going there, right? Because we're like oh, yeah. YouTube, social media guys, et cetera. What's your purpose, Dylan, when you go there? What are you getting up to? Well, uh, so very uh, something that's very interesting mm-hmm. uh, based on your all's responses is one of my coworkers has stated to me basically that if you don't have your FFL badge on you when you go to SHOT Show, people just kind of ignore you and don't t- tend to not talk to you as much mm. in general. And, oh, because um, they, they, so they're looking for you to maybe buy stuff from them as a store. Right, uh-huh. right, exactly. So I will have, you know, I'll have my, I'll have, you know, the, the store I work at, everything can still carry. I'll have our badge or whatever on. But um, mm-hmm. the purpose of me going, I mean, my boss is very, uh, I'm very thankful for him to letting me go. Um, there's a few companies I want to talk to that are kind of direct to consumer. And I want to see if, um, you know, uh, our place can maybe become a, uh, you know, a dealer for them. I definitely okay. want to look at that. And um, another thing for me too, you know, I, I I love firearms and I read about them all the time and I watch them on YouTube, but I don't know every one. It's impossible to. So I like talking to the manufacturers so I can ask them about, you know, what's the difference between this model and this model. So it helps me whenever I'm trying to sell something in the store. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can learn a little bit more about it because I, you know, I I know a fair amount about ARs, but there's a lot of guns, um, you know, like like revolvers and bolt actions that I don't know a lot about. So I'm trying to brush up my knowledge a little bit, also. So okay, very cool. But yeah, I uh, think that I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think you're going to be fine there. I think um, a lot of those companies, the representatives they're going to have in the booth, would be happy to have you guys carry their stuff in the store and answer your questions and all that. Um, you know, although I'm assuming that the store you work for is maybe a smaller store, but it's good to establish those kind of like, uh, those lines to those guys in case someone comes in the store, they want to order something. 
you know, like you right, said, by, you answer question. By size, like our store, we are a, a small store, but mm-hmm. by volume, we're probably more medium sized. I would say. I mm-hmm. mean, we sell a fair amount of stuff. So, mm-hmm. what's um, the store? Give a shout out to the store right now, Dylan. Before you get in trouble, I, I uh, mean, I don't store, shout them out. Yeah, <laughs> the store is everything concealed carry. Uh, we're located in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, our address is ten three zero six Taylorsville Road, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anytime, uh, anyone, you know, there's a lot of good places to buy firearms. I, uh, I, you know, I'm not telling you just buy from us because I work there, but, um, I've bought firearms for about two years from them. And, um, the, the owner has a really good reputation of giving people good deals and that's, what's kind of kept us going. So, uh, if you ever, if you ever uh, need something, just give us a call and ask for me and I'd be happy yeah. to help you. What's, what's the name of the store again? Everything concealed carry. Okay, everything concealed carry. If you're in Kentucky, uh, it's in the Louisville, Louisville area. So what you're what you're right. saying is all sticker prices are negotiable. <laughs> well, yeah. on, on new firearms, um, we try to be as competitive as we can. I mean, normally we're very close to you know like Big Daddy and those those type of places. But mm-hmm. um, on on used firearms, we sell a fair amount of used firearms, and those those prices are almost always negotiable. Um, yeah, you know, because right. on new on new firearms, we you know we only make so much off of a yeah. off of a new gun. It's not right. sure. much. Yeah, because you're yeah, getting it from distributors. Lot, yeah, mar- yeah, there's not a lot of right. margin in new ones. No, there's no yeah. meat. There's no meat. Um, let's uh, let's go through a couple of questions here because some of them are about Dylan. This one is about Shot Show. American Freedom Outdoors says, "What are the requirements to go to Shot Show?" I'm gonna let you handle First that. First born child. <laughs> oh, I'm answering this. Yes, really? you. That's you. you. Okay, so that's... The, the simple answer to that is you have to be a part of the industry. That's mm-hmm. a simple answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be a dealer. You have to be a distributor. You have to be a media uh, mm-hmm. industry media. You have to be. Uh, what are some other ones? Purchaser, purchasing agents, and yeah. you know that sort of thing inside mm-hmm. the industry somehow. Yeah. Now a buyer, a seller, or, yeah. A lot of FFLs take their buddies. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, then that sort of thing. It, it happens. So I'm not saying that that you yourself would have to be, but you're going to have to know somebody that can get you in somehow. Now, within each of those, and especially with media, it gets even more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just uh, like Dylan. I mean, they got an FFL. They go in. They apply. Okay, you're good, right? They look at your FFL. They see mm-hmm. you're legit. You've got a store point you're in. Media, there's a lot more scrutiny with mm-hmm. that. Uh, because out of the tens of thousands of people that attend SHOT Show, there's only about 2,000 to 2,500 media people that are allowed in. So uh, they're going to go through and they're going to look. They're going to make sure you're legit. They're, they've got sort of a checklist, and that checklist changes from year to year as the, the new media, let's say, uh, with video and, and blogging and stuff done on the Internet. Uh, it's no longer written articles or you know TV stuff and and things like that, or, or just traditional radio. Now we've got podcasts and videos and blogs and vlogs and all of this other stuff going mm-hmm. on. So, uh, yeah, you, you basically go through an application process. Uh, if you're looking at going one year on the media side um, and and you're you're curious about you know what you need to do with your channel or podcast or radio show or whatever it might be, uh, just get with somebody in media that's that's went before that's that's gone, and they can usually help you get most of the bases covered before you ever apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, when you do apply, you you've got a real high likelihood of, of being accepted. But yeah, short answer. I know I gave the short one and then the long one, but uh, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. No, you did good. That, yeah, you did good there. Uh, okay, and, uh, so, go ahead. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, on the topic of um, 
people bringing their buddies. I know in the past that's been a, a big thing, but uh, I was told by my boss a few weeks ago that um, apparently this year they're really trying to crack down on that. I mean, I, I know, I'm sure like, you know, some of the, the CEOs of companies and stuff like that, they can still bring their buddies. But um, I actually we had to show our W-2 forms just to, you know, to be accepted <laughs> into the show. So wow. they, they want to see that you're an actual yeah. employee. So it seems like they've, they've cracked down on that. But that's, that's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Well, the W-2 right. is easy to do and hire an employee that doesn't ever work yeah. is, is easy. It's still easy to do. And so. I know. Right, so, right. so for example, yeah. at the media day, which you specifically have to be media, um, but for some, you know, and, and as Clover saying, they try to screen the it. First and half, for the first half of the day, though, the second half is your dealers and stuff like that. They right. do bring those in the second half of the day. Yeah. But we've got it all to ourselves up until lunch. Yeah. Well, and the thing okay. is, it, there's, it's crazy, and there's a lot of people. And, and I noticed last year when I went there, they were actually checking for fake badges. You know, and that's even what with the even with the tracking chip. Yeah, they were walking around looking for that because because I was like, "What are you guys? Why, what are you guys checking stuff?" And they're like, "Oh, there's people faking these badges." So they were actually walking around trying to verify it, you know. Um, and looking around myself, I could kind of like once they told me what they were looking for, I kind of noticed there were some people there with fake badges. And I guess that becomes a problem because, you know, if I go there at my my own expense to see these guns, shoot them, make videos, but there's dudes that are just there to get to, you know, shoot some stuff and have a good old time. um, A lot of times I just walk past that, you know, if it's going to be crazy, I'm not going to stand out there in the cold, like waiting to 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 shoot something and all that. So I think that's becoming a problem. And it's not productive. I mean, if they're, you know, like, like let's, let's go back to a a realistic example because we know this booth is going to have a line. It always does. Mm -hmm. We talked about the, that, the vector, the Chris vector 22. That's Mm -hmm. obviously something that I do want to check out. Oh, I'm going to go shoot that thing full auto. Yeah. And, um, the you know that's they've always got a long line Mm -hmm. so as a creator you've you've got a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. in a way because you you know you want to cover as much ground at at whatever your list or whatever is as as possible and you've got this limited amount of time and now you've got to wait in a line for 20 or 30 minutes yeah and it's january (laughs) in the desert of nevada where it's windy and cold and dusty Right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Which is never, never a lot of fun. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, it's really not a lot of fun. But you're standing up basically all day and moving around and maybe you take a break and uh, eat something, you know, swallow some food down real quick or whatever. But yeah, it's, you know, it gets, it's, it's getting, that's why there's people that just don't want to keep doing it. Um, Ghost Tactical says the ATAC range day is what you were talking about with military. And not filming much. So uh, Brian Quick says SHOT Show is almost obsolete given modern communication, but the social medias don't like the pew-pews. Um, I, you know, it, I, it'll never be obsolete because mm-hmm. there's still that – there's nothing like that one-on-one time. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about <laughs> – you're talking about a convention with, you know, tens of thousands of people and that one-on-one FaceTime and mm-hmm. – the parties that go on afterwards and everything else. So the people that say that it's outdated or that it's it's dying or it's going away, I don't think they understand the, the size and the scope of mm-hmm. what is actually going on during SHOT Show. And that's why I try to kind of explain that to people in a, in a way that it's it's the industry. And for most of these industry people, when you talk to them, 
yeah, okay, they can talk to to people on the phone or text or you know over the internet like we're doing here all year long, but that's the one time of the year they have that actual FaceTime, mm-hmm. and they can actually shake a hand and make a deal. Yeah, rather than it's just contractual or whatever. Yeah. They can actually sit down in the bar and have mm-hmm. a beer and get to know who they're working yeah. with. Uh, deals happen on the plane every time. When I'm leaving Florida in the airport, getting on the plane, you could look at dudes and go, oh, that's a gun guy right there. I could tell from the shoes, <laughs> from the pants, the backpack, you know, and people are like, oh, what do you do? You know, oh, you're, you, you're right here. And so there's deals that happen in the airport, on the planes, you know, uh, in the hotel rooms and stuff like that. Every single hotel out there is booked out right now. You know, so everyone you get on the elevator with is some kind of gun guy. There are things to it. Look, I think that I don't think it's going to go away. I think that it needs to evolve a little bit. I think having so many media guys like us out there, there should be some kind of more activities going on that we could engage in that are not just parties where we're talking about the things happening to us, how to deal with it, resources, networking, you know, um, trying yeah, to figure the, the all this stuff out. The NSSF needs to really give you all some assistance in my opinion on like, you know, on, yeah. you know, like how to deal with you, gives you, give you all some support because, um, Hank, I could be wrong, but I remember you telling the story about how, they all had a meeting about how to try to control you guys. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're still there. I think they're still there on that. Um, they're on that page. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're really, really that interested in uh, in us being so fancy free and and able to do what we want to do. So that the idea of the NSSF or or NRA or any other organizations out there getting together and actually trying to help us out or talk to us, I think it's very low. I think there's a higher possibility that we get together and then we get together with people in the industry. Because think about it this way. The guys going there with stores like yourself representing stores, right? You you all are somehow involved in social media, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And, and you've got to figure out reasons to get people to come into your store because a lot of folks now could just buy their stuff online, maybe have it shipped to you as an FFL. So you you right. want to figure out, hey, how do we get more people to come in here? Oh, well, maybe if you're in Texas and you get CloverTac to come down to the store one day on the weekend or something like that so folks can come out, hang out with him, build a gun, talk about this thing or that thing. I think that not just in the firearms industry, I'm already seeing that happening in other industries, you know, and they're reaching out to the people doing the guys that are on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and getting them to come into the stores and stuff like that. And that problem is going to be compounded for us in the firearms industry, you know, because we're just so much more isolated. So I think things like that, that's like a real point of opportunity where the stores, the companies, uh, the uh, the content creators can meet, sit down, talk to each other, figure out what they want, um, you know, like powwow on, on how to go forward. I think, unfortunately, there's a lot more of what Clover was talking about, like a lot of the parties and drinking and having fun, uh, which is good, you know. But I don't think that... That's very productive when it comes to thinking about the future of what, what are we going to do here when the powers that be just pull the plug on us. And they're actively they're actively talking about this all the time. You know, um, yeah, you um, I mean, you hit on something there that I don't know. 
I don't know how profound that mm. you realized that it was, but it's Clover, uh, Clover, it's me. You know, I'm incredibly yeah, profound. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have no clue. I got you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, one thing that I've so you made me choke. For, <laughs> okay, I can't drink anything long, right now. Well, I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, one thing that that I advocate for uh, quite regularly is I, I tell these these people out here, you get you know new creators, you know, and I don't even like using the word creator, but everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So ignore the vernacular and the, in the wordage here, but, mm-hmm. um, you'll get new ones and they'll say, Hey, you know, how do I do this or do that or get started? Or I only have 200 subs or 500 subs or that, you know, the best move you can make is getting in with your local gun shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in with my local gun shop for years now. I am technically even owned as an employee, which allows me, um, a lot of leadway and be able to take things home and do reviews on or, you know, whatever. Uh, the guys are great because I help them out and promote them locally and do other mm-hmm. things. I mean, I'm doing that on a national basis and broader basis anyway. So why not help with that on a local basis? So I'm getting killer deals on used firearms that come in and, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's all kinds of perks. And one of the things is I try to go at least one day and normally it's a Saturday. Um, one day a week, and I usually go Saturday because my local gun shop serves lunch on Saturday. They actually uh, sell the uh, Green Mountain Grills, and so they've usually got fajita chicken or pork or oh, brisket okay. or something Very on cool. the grill mm-hmm. for lunch every Saturday. Good idea. So that's, usually why, mm-hmm. that's usually why I pick Saturday. But, you know, for me, most of the time when I go, it's not in the capacity. I do get people that come into the shop that are new to the shop that, that maybe they've seen one of my videos or followed something or whatever. Um, I'm not big on the whole fanboy thing and, and all of that. Um, but one of the reasons, one of the things I do when I, when I go is I go and I'll work, I'll go and, you know, I'll work the counter, uh, kind of the same as what Dylan there does. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll work the counter. I'll try to sell a gun or two because mm-hmm. it's great to be able to put out a video or this, that, or try to promote them locally and sell a gun. But if I go and actually work the counter and sell a gun, mm-hmm. well, heck that's phenomenal, right? That's money in their pocket. That's great. Mm-hmm. So I'm helping them for helping me. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, we scratch each other's back. Yeah, type Symbiotic thing. type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally I'll go and of course they're covered up and oh, these people want to demo some suppressors or these people want to demo this or that. And so I'll take them out to the range while the other people are busy. You know, I'll load up a, an arm load of suppressors and we'll go out to the range and I'll help them, you know, help demo suppressors mm-hmm. and try to ultimately sell them a suppressor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a piece of advice I would give, not just new new creators, but, I mean, even if you've got tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of subs, if you don't have a relationship with a local gun shop, you're missing out big time. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and I totally uh, I totally agree with that because uh, the, the store I work at has been my local gun store for the past uh, few years. And, um, you know, for me coming in so much and buying stuff and talking to the owner, that's how, that's how I was able to get a job and be able to uh, – you know, get deals on things. And, uh, it's like, like, uh, like what Clover was saying. I mean, I never would have imagined that I would have a job, you know, uh, a mm-hmm. job there this early. So it yeah, mm-hmm. certainly works out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let me just encourage everyone to smash the thumbs up. So uh, we need it. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for that. Here, let me tell you. So, so for example, uh, and I think other industries are, are seeing this and, and maybe there's some people seeing it in the firearms industry. For example, my uh, dealership that I go to, 
once a month they have this uh, this barbecue thing they put on. They make it like a car show, and it's not specifically about the cars they sell. Any cool cars, like local car groups, come down there and show off their cars and stuff like that. And and they have uh, bratwurst. You know, my, my dealership's an Audi dealership, so they have bratwurst, right? They try to do it German-themed. Um, they do that once a month. Uh, one of the things I've noticed with them as a dealership, since it's a newer place, they built an actual car wash in there. So if they sell you a car, you could bring any car that you own over there and get your car washed. You know, it's really cool. Yeah, and I do. I did it today, right? And when I go in there, they actually like they're doing all of this because they want to know you and know who you are because they know this is how they keep business going. So they know me. They know who I am. And and today when I was in there, I had all the service guys asking me questions about guns. Like, nice. oh, you know, what do you, you know, what do you think? I think one of them started. She was like, oh, you know, my husband has something. I want to get something. What do you think I should get? And then this guy has has his opinion. This guy, and then they're like, oh, what do you think about this, Hank? Because that sense of community that happens right there, when when we do these kinds of things, when it's not like super pressure on you buying something, you've already bought it, or maybe you haven't bought anything. They just want you to, you know, hang out with them. That is what we need as human beings. That will never go away. So the way that we, you know, stores aren't going to be like your local sneaker shop is not going to be the same today as it was in the zeros or the 90s or the 80s. If you make it into something like that, that's community where people come, they hang out, they talk about sneakers or whatever it is. This is the, the, the bonds that are created between us as human beings. And this is the kind of thing that you have to do. And I think that if you don't, you know, not every we're talking about it here, but lots of people that have gun stores or in the industry and stuff like that don't understand uh, these pretty simple things. You know, and if they really understood it and talked about it more, then they would be able to change. I meet gun store owners all the time and they're like, listen, I don't understand how to stay in business in this environment. You know, the the uh, the distributors make me buy all these guns. Nobody comes in the store and buys those guns. Yeah. You know, how well, what do I do? 20, 20 years in business, one of the things that I learned was this. Um, there was no amount of website, advertising, whatever, that could replace my word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Not one single thing could replace my, you know, I couldn't buy my, I couldn't buy the type of exposure I got from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And so that plays exactly into what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Having those community events and being involved in the in the community, and even when we're talking about creators, community at large, mm -hmm. and I think that's why you're starting to see this, you know, and, and it goes back into Shot Show and so many media people trying to get into Shot Show and and so many people in this creator sphere that we've got with the firearm culture and all that, is that you're starting to see that a lot of the bigger names that have kind of solidified themselves and and they're up on a pedestal and most people out there tend to want to worship them or whatever right mm -hmm. um you're seeing I, I at least i'm seeing it i don't know if you are hank or, or dylan if you're seeing it but i'm starting to see a shift to where most people value the smaller creators because the smaller creators are real and they see that they do they, they live a similar life to they live. They act in a similar way. They're involved in the community. They care about, you know, them as an individual, not as a fanboy or a follower or viewer or number. 
Um, and I think that there's starting to be a shift even within our own little neck of the woods, let's say, um, that's similar to what you're talking about with the Audi dealership or me with my local gun shop and that to where, you know, people have a, a natural yearning for that community involvement. Yeah. You know what I think? I think um, I think that's partly right. I think one of the reasons why it happens like that for a lot of the bigger guys, just like big companies, you know, it's not that you're not a real company, right? Or it's not like the creators aren't real guys. They're just so huge, so massive that a lot of people feel they're not accessible necessarily. So unless they make that effort to reach out and become accessible to people, you know, it, it, and if you're not doing it, it's not going to work. Dylan and I actually know each other um, because uh, Mac did a thing at the NRA. He didn't go. <laughs> Mac didn't. I don't. Did he go into the NRA building? I don't know whether or not he went. So. No, I don't think I, he I went. Don't, I don't believe he ever went. Yeah, but he had an event out there for the folks who support him, and then he invited me. He was like, "Hey, man, you know, if you can stop in here and 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 meet some of my folks," and that's how I met Dylan. And I think that as you get bigger, you actually need to be deliberate about what you're doing and and try to reach out to those people but when sometimes you right. get so big that that's difficult right because you know yeah. you you go you're serving like a bigger population so it's harder to get in touch with you but then what happens the guys who are smaller wind up being able to do that and people connect to them more and they have a, they get a benefit from that and that's like what I think here's what I noticed when YouTube killed my channel at like 60,000 subscribers uh, I don't know 2 years ago right I realized I had no access to those 60,000 people. Mm-hmm. And so even though I'm on social media and I'm doing all that kind of stuff, I don't really care that much about something that I don't own and I don't have access to. So I've tr- and it's one of the reasons why I started doing this and doing things like putting my phone number out there and trying to like actually meet and talk to people more is because it's it's going to get that effect that you're talking about. You really don't even need uh, a million people to 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 be your fans you know it's better to have like you know a few thousand people who really support you and feel like they have some uh sense of ownership over you know what's happening with you because they're going to do more for you than a million fans yeah there's really no need anymore in this day and age there's really no need anymore to to get to a point and i realize somebody can blow up overnight or whatever Mm -hmm. but there's really no need for, you know, you're exactly right for a million subs or even hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of subs. I mean, with tens of thousands of, of subscribers and we're talking about real people, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about numbers. Um, I mean, that's enough to, you know, for, for a business model to work mm-hmm. inside the creator and the influencer world mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. And you know, that's where things like, as you get bigger, it's one of the things that I kind of value, um, you know, I'll have a few videos that, that, that kind of blow up. I mean, you do better than others. It's kind of hard to keep up with the comments or mm-hmm. this, that, or the other sometimes. And, you know, that's where things like, for me, things like Patreon mm-hmm. come into play, where that's kind of the creme de la creme, right? The elite of those that that want to be a part of your project, that are heavily involved in what you do and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Care enough and to so, uh, send a couple of bucks in your direction. Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And for what and for most of the I would say probably for most of the creators out there that are on Patreon, um, it's not uh, 
I never sell Patreon as, hey, come over to Patreon and support me. Mm-hmm. My sale, because I, I give away, and I do, far more than your buck every month. Mm-hmm. So it's that's just an entry barrier to help me create a clubhouse, mm-hmm. basically, for us. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of cool things inside this clubhouse. Unfortunately, I can't do that without you know your buck a month mm-hmm. or five bucks a month or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that's a whole other dynamic to it that, that takes it, I don't know, it just takes it to a whole other level. And, and that's why I really, I really work my Patreon platform really, really, or page really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why is first of all, I'm extremely appreciative of the amount of people that come over there and do want to throw a few bucks my way. Uh, and I feel that I've got to give them some value for that. But the other thing is I want it to be a totally different experience and I want them to, to have access to things that nobody else has access to and have a lot more fun mm-hmm. than we normally have just on the, the public channels and social media pages. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's that aspect too. That's really cool about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and ha- and Hank, you brought up a really good uh, when you talked about just how some of the larger creators, not calling anyone out or anything, mm-hmm. but how they, how how people have figured out how they're not so authentic and how they're very out of touch with um, their fans and things like that. I mean, I can think of a company that I feel strongly that way about. If you don't mind me saying their name, no, listen, man, I never tell you what to say, so you know. Uh, you can well, say. I'll tell you, like when I was when I was first getting into firearms around the age mm-hmm. of like 17, 18 ish, I really uh, admired Daniel Defense mm-hmm. and a lot of the things that they did. And um, mm-hmm. I, I used to, you know, follow them strongly. And then it seems like in the last year or so, couple of years, they've gotten so big. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that they got rid of some key people and they, you know, they they did some things with their with their uh, staff and you know they did that thing last year where they supported the fixed next bill and mm-hmm. some things and it, and it just seems like you know that um you know they've they've lost track of their customer base that is you know got them to where they're at and you know i don't exactly know what i'm gonna do with my life quite yet i mean i would like it to be in the firearms industry but whatever i do you know i always want to make sure that i you know stay true to the people that uh you know uh gave me success mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. I think I think um, I don't know. My opinion with Daniel Defense is that they're kind of like a victim of of their success and the great brand. I, I almost said that. Yeah, the the branding that I think the buildup that they did to go. I mean, Walter always tells me the story that he remembers going to Knob Creek and uh, Marty Daniel like couldn't even get a table there, and Walter would give him a little bit of space. Um, it, Marty Daniels himself has told the story like he had a pickup truck, he couldn't even put a cover on it and he used a door whatever put some hinges and i think if you fast forward the support of everyone really built up that brand and probably in a couple of years a lot of things switched around over there and most of it probably has to do with this massive success that does push you away from people i mean you know this is like a reality if you're not very deliberate when you become successful to be in touch with people it's this is always going to happen to you you know this is just like there's well, no way around it i hear i hear what both of you are saying but here's the solution to that problem and a lot of companies don't realize this the solution to the problem from a company standpoint and this can can of course trickle down is okay we're a big company obviously we can't handle and have that personal pre- you know presence that we used to have Enter the creator and the influencer. 
So you bring on and, and you've got, instead of having thousands or millions of clients that you have to have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with, at this point, you have maybe dozens of creators or influencers that you have a relationship with. You have a liaison, mm-hmm. right? And then you utilize them to get your message out or to, you know, updates or whatever needs to go on with the general public to keep people in the loop of what's going on, right? Yeah. You utilize that. And I think a lot, I think it's fallen flat on a lot of the larger companies. They do hire marketing firms Mm -hmm. and I've got nothing against the marketing firms. There's a place for those people, but they stop at that. They hire the marketing firm and they stop and that marketing marketing firms do a totally separate thing than what you and I do, Hank. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think one of the big problems that you see happening to a lot of companies uh, in the in the firearms industry is when they do become successful, or even if they're not successful, but they're trying to build that up, they go too much over to the super pro tactical uh, ninja, you know, kind of guy. And I'm not knocking that guy. I respect the guy that went out there, served his country, put in the hard work, you know, to become a special operator. I 100 percent, you know, stand by that. And and, uh, the dudes that I've met that have done that are really good guys. But I think the mistake that a lot of the industry is making is we're only going to go that way. So when I see like Daniel Defense, which I myself dropped about thirty five hundred bucks to uh, buy right. one of the integrally that suppressed was your rifles. ISR. Yeah, you know, I have that rifle. Um, you know, I, I think that when I see them and they've got all these tactical dudes walking around and the, you know, the Jeeps are all tacked out and the, the guys get caught up in that whole atmosphere. Um, I saw a similar thing happen with Magpul, man, except they kind of went like the skinny jeans, uh, you know, what, what do you call it? The, um, the hipster kind of route with their guys, whenever they start doing that, then they start, when they start identifying with either we're all super tactical over here or we're all uh, hipsters over here, now you start alienating people because the people right. want to see a reflection of themselves. Someone's going to look at me because I remind them of their cousin, brother, friend, or whatever, or somehow they identify with someone like me. That's why they identify with you, Clover. That's why folks identify with you, Dylan. This is what the people want to see reflected in the things that they're going to invest in. When you start putting out that, no, we are this specific culture only, then you start pushing people away. When I go to SHOT Show, for example, and I see Magpul, and they're trying to like push some clothing on me that I wouldn't even, you know, I would not the, the the clothing and stuff like that that they're pushing is so horrible, right? Mm-hmm. And it just tells me like, wow, I just want to be a regular dude. You want me to buy your stuff? Right. Just make some stuff for regular dudes. I don't want to be a hipster when I'm out there. Yep. You know, if I can't grow this beard, you're not going to talk to me. Okay, fine. You know, and I think yeah. that's how companies push people away a lot. And uh, it, and Hank, I want to say too, man, one of the companies that I really think gets it right when I when I got to go to the NRA meeting. Uh, besides meeting you and Tim and getting to talk with you guys, one of my biggest highlights was getting to, I got to talk to for probably about 10, 15 minutes with Ronnie Barrett mm-hmm. of Barrett Firearms. Mm-hmm. Good dude. And um, I, I'll tell you what, guys, I mean, being serious, I mean, I, I was just looking at their at their booth and he just came right out and shook my hand, talked to me about some of the about some of their products. I asked him some questions specifically because um, uh, that is one of my favorite brands of guns. I'm a big fan of Barrett mm-hmm. and. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Hank, the man is made of money and he, he, he is just like you and me. I mean, I mean, the way that he talks as it should be, as it should be, 
Right. right. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I talked to him for probably 10, 15 minutes. And, um, you know, I, I look really young and everything. And um, even though they're marketed, like, they do a lot of military marketing stuff, like, they, I think they do a really good job of marketing. Like, they, they market their stuff as, like, like for their ARs, they they market a lot of three gun stuff and a lot of hunting stuff. I mean, stuff that ordinary people do. But um, when I walked away from like that booth after talking to him, I was just really thinking. I was like, man, I mean, that could be me. You know, that could be me one day or one of us. Like he, mm-hmm. um, he really and, they, and he didn't treat you like, hey, I could tell this kid can't afford this gun, so I'm not gonna waste right, my time. Right. And I, and I, yeah. He didn't even ask me. I told him that I do, I do own a couple mm-hmm. of Barrett products. And I told mm-hmm. him I told him that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, but he but you know, he probably didn't think that, but he didn't say anything about that, you know? And I mean, it's, mm-hmm. um, um, but I, I just really like, like that's, if, if I ever do good in life, that's what I want to be like, like he's one of the only major CEOs that I know of that's down there shaking people's hands, showing them the products. There's a few um, of them. There's a few of them. I mean, I don't yeah, want to make it seem like I don't think few, there's some good I mean, dudes like, out there. Yeah. You know, for a company like his size, like, like, like they have a lot of military right. sales. Like I, mm-hmm. a lot of his competitors, like a lot of them, like at Shot Show, they'll be upstairs or whatever drinking cocktails and mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. Which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's like I mean, if I ever do well in life, I want to be like Ronnie Barrett because I mean, <laughs> I'm, like if you guys ever have a chance, like like I don't know if you all have ever spoken with him, but go speak with him because he he will give you the time. Like I I, I was really impressed with talking with him. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think there's several people. I mean, if you remember last, um, if you remember last shot show at Media Day, Clover, I think you were there with me. Um, I know I was standing on the food truck line, and this dude came up to me with like a, you know, this guy came up with a beer, and you know, it's a typical dude that loves what I do. And this guy's talking to me. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? You know, and um, it was Pete Brownell. I didn't even realize it. That's that's another great guy. I ran into him in the lobby at the NRA meeting. And, uh, I, mm-hmm. I just ran into him. And, uh, I didn't recognize him because he was wearing jeans and a sport coat. And yeah. he talked to me for like another 10 minutes. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. That's another that's another example of a of a really good CEO. Yeah, and 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 I appreciate that. Like here's a guy like you said could probably, you know, be off somewhere doing something a lot more fun and sexy or whatever to throw up on his Instagram or whatever people are into. I think there's people like that. I think what happens sometimes like Clover was saying is that they get big marketing companies come in and they sh- there's some things some of this they should do. But they do need to carve out a space for the everyday regular guy and really think about who their customers are and, and try to identify. I've noticed there's a lot of companies that don't want to identify with the nerdy customers out there. And I think that's insane. A lot of us as gun guys, we are nerds about this shit. <laughs> so when right. we when we get into something, we want to know about the nerdy part of this. But I noticed like there's some companies at SHOT Show and other places, they want to get, you know, the, the, all the hot people up there, all the sexy, all the sexy, flashy folks up there. And they don't really want to talk about the nerdy specifics of what they're doing. And they always lose me. And, and I think ultimately they wind up spending a lot of money and don't realize the person actually buying this new thing that you're putting out there is going to be a nerdy guy that's been waiting for you to make this. But you're going to push him away because you decide to go for flashy and to get the most views on on IG or something like that. You know, because that never is just like magazines. Being in a gun magazine sexy, you could post it and put it up on your wall, but it doesn't actually translate into sales. 
You know, you've got like what translates into sales is what you just said, uh, Dylan, that you identify with this company, you know, you aspire, you're like, okay, when I get up there, when I start making some money, get out of college, I'm going to get this thing. You know, right. that's, that's the kind of thing that connects with people. You're never, you're, you're going to maybe look at that flashy, sexy thing and it's going to register there for a little while, but you're going to move on. You know, and sometimes the company gets hidden behind that. And I think there's just whether you're big or small, I think there's people that just don't understand what marketing really, 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 really is. You know, and I think it's it's very important um, if, if folks really take some time to look into it, you'll realize a lot of companies that have done well have figured that out and figured out how to talk to uh, the regular folks out there. You know, and that's why they do well, and that's why they're always able to sell their product or grow their market share, etc. So, um, let me see. I know there's we're probably we're having a good conversation, so we're probably missing out on uh, way way behind on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Apologies, <laughs> apologies, everybody. It's yeah. my fault. I'll take the blame. Yeah. Uh, Schmidt and Giggles. Lots of people agreeing with you on Ronnie Barrett. Schmidt and Giggles says Barrett and Knights Armament. Are well uh, knitted in the communities yet? Yeah, uh, you know what? I ran into some of the folks from Knights Armament at SEMA show at the car show. Oh, very cool! And they're, and, they, and they're right in Florida. Yeah, but they actually saw me. You know, I don't know why they recognized me in the crowd, but they saw me and they're like, "Oh, what's up, Hank?" And you know, and I and I was like, "Who are you guys?" And and uh, you know, the guy was like, "Oh, I'm from Knights Armament." So I think that, yeah, when you have that kind of stuff, you come to realize like, oh, these guys are actually looking at what's going on. They're aware of it. Even if they're at a show that has nothing to do with that industry, they can recognize it. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, what, did, what are we missing here? Uh, someone was asking if you have a YouTube channel, but that was way back. I don't know if we can even go back that far. Uh, do you have a YouTube channel, Dolan? You know what? Uh, at the moment, I don't. I'll tell you what, though, uh -huh. Hank. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm starting to, uh, you know, I don't really do social media, but I'm starting to rethink that because, you know, there's not a lot of young people out there that think like me, and mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I could maybe feel a little niche out there that um, yeah. people would like to hear, you know, would like to hear my voice. Yep. Yeah. Does it, the does the shop have one? Yeah. Good question. You know. We do not right now. We do have a Facebook page, and occasionally we'll we'll we put just like a real short video on there, just like if some new stuff we got. And um, I'm I'm. Uh, oh, you need to start that right now, man. You need to go start up the IG, start a Twitter, and then connect right. Twitter, IG, and uh, Facebook and post. I know because like the like a lot of gun stores, their Instagram pictures where it's just gun pictures. I mean that that stuff gets a lot of views, so that's that's definitely. And, you know, we're, our, our shop, we're normally pretty good about getting some of the real new hot stuff in really fast. So Instagram is definitely a good way to mm -hmm. show that. Yeah, um, I think you should definitely do it, man. Um, and I don't think you just have to throw up gun stuff. I think uh, there's a lot of people that will be happy to see who's working at that store. What kind of guys right. are you? Right. You know, um, well, or funny, funny stories from, mm -hmm. you know, encounters. I mean, don't mention anybody's name and mm -hmm. bad mouth or, you know, call them names or nothing like that. But if yeah. there's something weird and some guy comes in and acts weird or says, you know, asks a funny question or something, you know, that can also make a, a, a little <laughs> snippet. Yeah. You know, that, hey, I had a guy come in today that, you know, was trying to load nine millimeter in his 22, you know, or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we had a we had a customer the other day that came in in my uh, 
uh, we have we have one of those Henry 22s that, are, that, that the serial number says Trump 2020. It's one of those limited ones. And, oh, OK. Um, it's the lever action carbine is the, okay. the exact gun. But then uh, my boss, he was showing one guy and one guy goes, oh, I don't want that. The guy that comes in, I mean, he he's a jerk. You know, I mean, he buys a lot of guns from us. So I keep my mouth shut. But he's mm-hmm. he's just he's just always in a negative mood. And, he, <laughs> you know, I mean, no one can ever please him. And my mm-hmm. boss goes, well, you're not one of those communist Democrats, are you? And the guy <laughs> says, oh, yes, I am. And I'll leave. if You got a problem with that. You got out and left. But we, we, we got a we uh we all got a pretty good laugh out of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. Welcome to sales. Uh, Kermit Loves Bacon says, get on the grams, we'll follow you, which I agree with, man. Get on there, tag me in Clover, and, you know, and then the next time you come on and stuff like that, we'll uh, we'll get everyone to try to, to, to follow, you know, follow you. So um, I say do it. Yeah, talk to the boss first, okay? Uh, I think this is one of those <laughs> things you need to be a little careful with. Like, if you start, really, if you start that social media, it kind of, like, belongs to you. I would talk to the boss and say, look, how about we do this? You know, uh, I'll run it right now. You don't have to, like, you know, pay me anything extra or anything like that because you can get the experience right, behind right. that. So, right. uh, and but and don't, you know, if you have this conversation with him, it gives him an opportunity for it for you to say, hey, I'll try to talk to you about this. You know, otherwise, if he doesn't think it's that important, you you can still do it. Um, but, you know, he might have to buy it from you for a million dollars or something like that in the future. You know, and <laughs> well, you, and you know, think I'm joking, you, but I've seen it. I've seen he, it happen. He has this. he has spoken to me before about different marketing and stuff. I guess he's mm-hmm. definitely for it. To be honest with you, Hank, I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. super up to date with a lot of the social media stuff because I'm, I'm a real like personal guy. Like I like texting people and calling people and that sort of thing. But I'm, I'm for 2020, you know, it's, it's, I need to improve in that area yeah. and get with, the we'll, we'll help you out, man. If you need help, ask us. We'll help you. That. So yeah. There's like 12 year old little girls doing it. It's not hard, <laughs> not hard to do, bro. Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you and, need, they, and honestly, they still do it better than me. Yeah. But, uh, well, cause I mean, I think it was designed for them, Clover. What are you talking yeah. about? Right. Yeah. You know, this was probably designed for the 12 year old little girls, but I think you'll do well, man. Just jump in there. You don't have to post every day or 10 times a day or anything like that. Um, you know, just get out there and start doing things and don't push it. Just have that because I think there are there are going to be people that will look for you on Instagram, Facebook, and even Twitter, to be honest with you, right? If, if Trump has this massive following on Twitter, you know, there's a lot of people that I think that discredit Twitter. I think that's one of the social medias. We, that's never actually going to go away, Twitter. Right. You know, it's very valuable um, social media real estate, and a lot of people discredit it. But you can post on Instagram and then simultaneously post to Twitter and uh, Facebook. So you should definitely do that. And of course, post like Facebook has different things about posting. Instagram has different things, although they're pretty much the same company nowadays. And so does Twitter. But I would take advantage of those things. Uh, I, I definitely, I definitely need to get, I need to get going with that for sure. I'm definitely going to be looking at that soon. Mm-hmm. Now, number one, number one thing I'm going to tell you right now, because I have kids your age, uh, make sure you keep getting good grades in school. Okay. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. Don't get crazy here. You're in school. What are you getting your degree in? Uh, I'm going for business management. Oh, okay. All right. How many more years you got? I've got about a year and a half left, so uh, the okay. way my schedule is right now, um, by May of next year, I should be done with all my major classes, and I'll have a couple minor ones in the summer, and that'll be it. Oh, okay, very cool. And uh, how are your grades looking? 
they're good right now. Knock on wood. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> I think I think I'm I think like my cumulative. I'm sitting on like a three point five right now. So oh, okay, very good, point. very good. Okay, uh, American Freedom Outdoors wants to know what's the name of your shop's Facebook page. It it should just be everything concealed carry. Now we do have we mm-hmm. do have two stores. One's in Louisville, Kentucky, and the other one's in. Uh, 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 Indiana, right across the bridge. Let uh, me look this up. Every, everything concealed carry, he said. Concealed That's right. Concealed carry. Let's see if we could find it here, and we can. Uh... And the uh, the uh, like the the picture of the page. It has like a it has a Springfield uh, XD Mon two on it. So. Oh, okay. There's probably a lot of stores with that name. Uh, um... Everything concealed carry in uh, Louisville. That's right. That's it. Taylorsville Road. Louisville. Yeah, I'm just putting that in as the search because uh, it's not coming up like oh, that. Okay. Let's see here. Okay, so here. I'm going to throw this up here right now. How do I throw up my phone? Okay, yeah. So I think this is it. Uh, 10-306 Taylorsville Road. That's it. Yes, sir. All right, cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like it. Everyone out there, go out there, like that right now. Uh, follow the store, but definitely let us know if you throw up some other uh, social media stuff on that. You know, I, I'm definitely gonna be having a conversation with my boss and th- and Hank. I yeah. appreciate you. Uh, oh, you're I appreciate you uh, uh, giving us a shout out on that. Yeah, and if I'm ever in that area, man, I'll come by and visit the store. Anytime you you're in that area, um, please give me give me a give me a text, and I'll make sure I'm there. And uh, we we would love to have you in the store, man. Same with you, Clover Tech. Anytime, man. Awesome, yeah. I like Kentucky, by the way. Yeah. No, you know, I'm not just saying right, that. And, I uh, actually like the state of Kentucky. It's, I think it's a cool place. Plus, they well, make Corvettes. That's right, right in Bowling Green. That's right. And Hank, also, man, if you're ever, um, uh, I really enjoyed going to Knob Creek this year with, uh, mm-hmm. with, and I got to talk to Walter quite a bit, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it was my first year going to Knob Creek, so if, if you ever go to that, let me know also. Okay, I, yeah. I, th- I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I do need to go there with Walter. I think that he does that like twice a year, and it's always like a right. scheduling the, the thing. Next yeah. one, the next one's in April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, everything's right. happening in April, man. I literally, right. April, wait, is okay, there's that, um, the GOA thing. That's there's in Knob, April, too. There's Knob yeah. Creek. Um, what else happens in April? Oh, I know there's the, well, broad, normally the broadcasting the shows. In, in, yeah, normally the NRA, NRA meetings in April, which I don't know what that's yeah. going to look like this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the NRA. There's the broadcasting. I remember one time I literally went to the NRA show with Lola. We drove up there, and then I got on a plane to go to the broadcasting show in Vegas and left Lola to try to figure out how to get back home. I mean, it's yeah, it's really crazy. Wow. So. <laughs> And I think to me personally, the broadcasting show is important just because of the different things that we're doing, trying to like keep up with the technology. Um, like one of the things I've noticed going to the broadcasting show over the last few years is that podcasts are growing and more and more uh, exponentially when I go there. So uh, I think it's important to try to keep up with all of that and everything that's changing. Uh, we, you know, I don't want us to really, we, if we don't look to the future, we're not gonna we're gonna miss out on the real estate grab of a lot of different things going on. And I really think that's like a huge, massive mistake that the industry in general is making. Um, the fact that they don't get behind alternative platforms to YouTube and stuff like that is just mind-boggling to me. 
you know, the fact that they're ever, there's so many companies out, well, pretty much every company's fence-sitting right now on that. It's yep. kind of ridiculous, so... Um, let's see what else. What else did the folks want to talk about, or what do you want to talk about, Clover? We got, uh, we got like half an hour or so here. We're burning through time pretty fast. Are we? Are we already that far <laughs> in? <Good>. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're having a good conversation. I hope everyone out there is enjoying it. Um, you know what? Listen, let me take this opportunity to remind you guys um, to go to HankStrange.com. I've been working on the website. Um, our email list is on there now, so you can go there and connect to that. Um, the Lola's Deals thing that we do is on there, so you can so see different ways that you can buy stuff and then help us out by getting us a couple of pennies every time you buy things. All the different things that we get up to, you know, there's a link there to GunStreamer. Um, and all the stuff that we're doing, I'm going to keep improving it and adding things. So HankStrange.com is the place to go. I don't know. Do you have something like that, Clover, you want to tell the folks about? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, actually, and, and yeah, I can uh, talk about another project, too, probably when I do. But, yeah, I've got mm -hmm. CloverTac.com. And, I mean, mm -hmm. you've got all kinds of stuff there. I mean, all the social media links, because I don't know how many platforms I'm on at this point, but a few dozen probably or something. Mm -hmm. And so even some of the more obscure, weird platforms, but uh, all the links, you can find them there. Uh, the swag stores there, the shirt store, the blog, the uh, you name it. It's mm -hmm. all there. So yeah. uh, it really is a good, it's it's a central hub, and I think that's what we need as, as creators is, mm -hmm. you know, especially if we're going to diversify and work multiple platforms and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't want to necessarily push people in one direction or another, I'd rather them go wherever they're comfortable mm -hmm. as far as platform and use and stuff like that. So, you know, if you don't find me for some reason or, you know, you don't like using a particular platform, just go over to CloverTech.com and find one that you do. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of the swag store there, uh, and I'd sent you a uh, sent you a link, Hank, before the show. Yeah. Do that. you have something going on with? What, I uh, saw some ghost something. What is that? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a we got a collab going with Ghost Tactical right oh, now. Oh boy. Uh, what happened was uh, <laughs> last year around Christmas we had a um, we had a viewer actually lives down the road from me and and so you know friend of mine whatever that I'm going to throw that up while you're talking by the way because I I just went to the link okay. I'll throw that up on the screen awesome. go ahead yeah yeah if, if you don't mind mm -hmm. but yeah mm -hmm. last year. Uh, this, uh, this guy gave us a, a shotgun and he said, Hey, I want you to give this away. So we reached out to some, some companies and added to the prize package and everything else. And we gave mm -hmm. that away. Um, this year he did the same thing with a pistol. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he got a pistol in our hands, a Tresitu TZ 99. And if you're mm -hmm. not familiar with that, that's a, a South African copy of a CZ 99, which is sort of a copy of a six two two six. So, uh -huh. um, it's a, it's a great great little uh great little handgun for sure and you know the story behind it they didn't make them for very many years the company went bankrupt so uh something kind of unique you know to give away as well but the his caveat this year was he wanted us to try to raise a little bit of money to help out with uh with the cost of getting the shot show so okay what we did is we came up and you can jump over uh on uh, clovertack.com scroll down to the swag store and you'll find this sticker in the swag store along yeah. with all the with the other for stuff. The sweepstakes, but yeah. it's um, basically it's going to be a limited Ghost and Clover sticker. There's only a hundred of them in the store. Um, they're they're ten bucks a piece. Is what they're at. We're going to take those to Shot Show. We're going to sign those at Shot Show and then mail them out once we get back. Uh, if you do pick up a sticker, you'll you'll secure an entry into that sweepstakes. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and we've got that pistol, 200 rounds of ammo, uh, a case, a bunch of cleaning supplies, uh, some Hunter's HD Gold, which I wear pretty much all the time now, uh, 300 and some odd dollar iPro, some uh, Ear Pro from Venture Gear Tactical, some paper targets, uh, a steel target. The prize pack's all listed there. Uh, oh, cool. When you go to uh, pick up the sticker, we're we're adding to the prize pack as this rolls on, because we're we're going to announce the winner of this sweepstake on the, the on the sixteenth. So it ends. Uh, oh, it's what? in time yeah. for shot show, obviously. I but. guess uh, eleven fifty nine is the last minute on mm-hmm. uh, the fifteenth because he wanted us to raise funds for shot show. So we've mm-hmm. obviously got to end it early. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sixteenth, we'll announce the winner. And then we'll ship, uh, make sure that the winner, after we get back from SHOT Show, of course, uh, gets all of their uh, their winnings. So in between now and the time that we get back from SHOT Show, who knows what we could add to the prize pack and uh, and it become even bigger. So, uh, yeah, you're helping us out. That's the main thing, uh, kind of helping us out, offset a little bit of cost. Uh, you're getting a, a cool sticker that's not going to be ever available again. You're getting it signed on top of that. It's made mm-hmm. the trip to SHOT Show. And then... You know, possibly because you're getting that entry, uh, you can win a, a cool firearm. Now, I have had some people ask me. They said, "Well, what if I live in a in a less free state? Because uh, <laughs> that that pistol does have a 15 round magazine, so right. and it might not be on the registry. And uh, we'll we'll work something out. We're not going to leave you in the dark and and say, well, you just don't get nothing. We'll uh, we'll figure something out. We'll do some wheeling and dealing and trading and we'll figure out something if somebody does win that sweepstakes and, and they can't actually receive that particular pistol. So I All appreciate right. you giving me the time to mention that too, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. So pe- folks just need to go over to clovertack.com, right? Go to clovertack.com, scroll mm-hmm. down to the swag store. You can't miss that ghost and clover sticker. So mm-hmm. just browse the swag store till you find it. And, uh, it'll have all the details there. All right. Very cool. By the way, let me give a shout out to Richard Maunder from England. Uh, Richard's up late over there. What time is it in England now? Is it like midnight? Probably midnight or something over there, I'm thinking. Uh, so shout out to him. I see Ashley from Gunstreamer is also in the sh- in the chat. Shout out to Ashley. If you guys have any questions or anything like that about Gunstreamer, um, I really suggest you guys get used to going over to Gunstreamer. A lot of my videos are getting uh, demonetized. Uh, <laughs> I've seen where was it was it C and Arsenal? Who was it that got some, demonetized? Yeah, some uh, the the whole their whole channel got demonetized. This was yeah. like in the last couple of days. I think it I sounds like who it was. So, yeah, that sounds like the name that I saw. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's happening. It's happening more and more. I mean, I did. We did like four videos over the break that we were just talking about the best stuff. We were just mostly talking. I think there was one video that Patrick and myself were actually holding a gun. We didn't shoot anything, and they still went after those videos. I haven't had a huge problem lately. I did. Uh, it's starting to turn around as far as my channel. Now, who knows what I'll wake up to tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the problem we face with YouTube, is mm-hmm. you never know from one hour to the next, let alone one day to the next, yeah. what's going to happen. But... Um, after the whole Steven Crowder, Carlos Baza back and forth thing, uh, I noticed a, a crazy shift on everybody's channel, you know, mm-hmm. not just mine, of, of things being thrown into ad restriction and people getting their monetization taken away and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, though, I would say in the last month or so, uh, I've seen a turnaround. I got very few that, that – uh, that go from green to you know yellow now mm-hmm. most everything stays green on my channel so, oh really okay um, that's it, good it's 
you know, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch that type of stuff. I try to go through analytics and figure out what's going on, of course, and other things. And I'm not real sure it doesn't, you know, they do certain things with AdSense and they're, uh, you know, that's obviously advertising. We've talked about marketing and, and things like that earlier, but um, they go through cycles there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that those cycles affect our cycles in a way. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's something that's been going on for a long time. I don't know that it's, it's it ever gets any better or worse. I just think it's something that we've, just got to kind of learn to deal with if we're going to be on the YouTube platform, unfortunately. So yeah. that's why it's so important to have other streams of revenue, be it that you have uh, your your Patreons, for example, and, and those types of platforms, or you have your contributors over on, uh, and I know you use contributors. Mm-hmm. And Gunstreamer. Your videos, yeah, mm-hmm. over on uh, Gunstreamer, things like that. And, um, yeah, that way, you know, you kind of diversify your, your revenue, of course, because when they start tagging your videos like that, I mean, we already don't make a whole lot. And then when mm-hmm. they start tagging them on top of it, that's even worse. And then, you know, more importantly is, you know, the money side of it doesn't worry me as much as them getting rid of the whole channel or starting to take down videos and stuff like that. And then you mentioned, of course, having gun streamer for that. And then, uh, and then we've got full 30 mm-hmm. out there as well, which, um, seemingly does does pretty well um i think the i think the the problem is going to be and i heard austin talking about this on your your show a uh, a few nights ago and i get his um angst i don't know what you would call it uh, on this but mm-hmm. is that's it a good word. seems like it seems like a lot of people now they use Gun streamer, and I'm gonna pick on gun streamer because uh, Ashley's out there, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, it, it seems like he's absolutely right that people view that more as a backup source than a, I'm gonna go view here source. Yeah, like a I'm server, which is costing them money, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so um, you know the the problem I see, and and I've been back and forth with Austin through text and some other things uh, over the last couple of months, but. Uh, hopefully they are. I think they're supposed to be at a shot, and hopefully can get some FaceTime and all. And I think they'll be them. there for about a day or two, maybe maybe like thirty six hours. One of the things we were really, and and I say we because I think you were kind of an early adopter to gun streamer as well. I know I was there very early, and I pushed. Yeah, I think you probably hard. were telling me about it before I and ever got I know, on it. And I know a lot of smaller creators that mm-hmm. really put a lot of eggs in the gun streamer basket mm-hmm. that really pushed those guys that really promoted those guys and it seems like they went to shot show this last year and i'm just throwing my two cents in out there on it mm-hmm. uh, this is nothing i wouldn't say to their face mm-hmm. it seems like they went to shot last year they came out of shot they got hickok they got such they got and they forgot about the little guys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm sorry but mm-hmm. i'm moving on Mm-hmm. When that when that happens, um, I, I like the platform. I think it has potential, um, but I think that they need to get back to their roots of the ones that help them get to the point they're at, the smaller channels, and they need to have better communication and more communication with those channels. And we need to figure out some game plans on how we get people to natively use GunStreamer before any other platform. 
Mm-hmm. And um, to, to your point, before I counter the point, obviously, like, Ashley and no one else is there. Um, and I am i don't have, like, any uh, investments in GunStreamer, so I'm going to pretty much say what I think about it as well. But I think they're good people. Um, to no, your, no doubt. Yeah, to, to your point there, and by the way, Ashley said you can pick on us all you want. Um, <laughs> so to your point, I think when, when they do have all these people coming over— you know, they have these big guys coming over. They they probably feel like, hey, we have to do something to highlight. We have these big guys coming over. I think as that is happening and maybe it seems like success because more people are going over there and using them as a server for that, it's kind of getting like tougher for them. And they're not a big staff. I think they do need to staff up and they probably need to get a couple of what I like to call evangelists you know, um, over on GunStreamer that are advocating for the platform. And specifically, if you want to build that platform, you need someone advocating for the content creators. And that would be the little guys. And I think the little guys collectively probably are going to do more for GunStreamer and have more pull and bring more people in and fight for them and say their name and all that kind of stuff more than the big guys at this point. Right. I no, think I, I, would, I would agree. Yeah. 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 So I, I you know, that's why I can, I, you're absolutely 100 percent right. They have to figure out a way to keep those core guys who are over there believing in them, you know, feeling like, hey, you know, this is I think it's a two way investment. Without a doubt, they're spending a lot of money to to have a platform for us to store our videos on and make them accessible. That, so that costs a lot of money. And then from our side, we're also making an investment in having our stuff over there. You know, um, maybe, well, maybe that's it's, added you know. Time. And, and here's my, here's my thing mm-hmm. with, with those that are active in their channel mm-hmm. and the big dogs that we're talking about, and, and they can remain nameless. You could, you could pull one out of, out of thin air. I mean, it's, it's that easy. The big dogs that are talking to us, they don't do this, but for me, they, the big dogs touting, and, and I don't know if this was a mistake or not, but touting the import feature, oh, we can automatically pull all your stuff over. I don't know that that was a, that was a smart move to put a lot of emphasis on that because that basically what you're telling people is it's an automatic backup site when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So when you get into a situation to where you're talking about a really big channel, Mm-hmm. that has a lot of stuff going on. We talked about channels growing and companies growing and how hard it was man- to manage the bigger they get, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those people, they're only going to use it for a backup source. They're not going to do what I do, which is completely upload separately and curate separately. Why? Because my release dates for there may not be the same as my release dates everywhere else. Right? So so your content's going so on GunStreamer first, right? I don't auto, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Some, okay. I don't auto import because mm-hmm. I've got this dynamic going on to where I can't have it auto, I don't want it to auto import the second it's uploaded to YouTube. I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I've got to completely manually curate everything, and I've got to put all the time in. Of course, it doesn't take that long. Let's be honest, but I've got to put the time in to do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, by you ut- actually utilizing the platform mm-hmm. that they've got in play, not just telling them, "Hey, upload my catalog," right? Mm-hmm. By actually utilizing the platform, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see, like I said, I don't see the big dogs doing that. I don't see them having the time and and. You know, potentially making GunStreamer only content or something like that. I just don't see them happening. That's going to come from the little guys. Yeah, and for for example, I don't make GunStreamer only content. Uh, I do spend some time and effort trying to get people over there. You know what? Look, 
I think the big thing that they need, for sure, you have a point there, right? I think the big thing that they really need is they need an influx of investment from the industry, because right now they're right. investing in it themselves. So last year at SHOT Show, um, I went to SHOT Show on my own dime, okay? Lola and I paid to fly out there, stay in hotels and all of that. Um, I pretty much took all my time with meetings and stuff like that, trying to help the, the gun streamer guys get into meetings. Um, and I don't think I'm, I'm, I may not be the only person that did that, but I was happy to do it because I was hoping that the industry would realize the need for this and say, hey, let's talk to these guys and see what we can do. You know, what do they need? What can we do? To, uh, to help these guys out and, and, and further this, right? But right. they're going to need, because we might think they're not Google, you know, they're not thousands of employees. I think maybe three or four employees over Pops, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not, they're not going to be able to serve us all, especially as it gets bigger. And really what they need is someone in the industry to realize how valuable that is and come in there and figure out ways to partner with them and, and get a couple of guys on board to do different things. So one, I think they probably need a guy to talk to the industry, a guy or two, uh, so far as someone to like do that, be that bridge to the industry to get them on board. And then they need, um, they need those evangelists, like I said, for the content creators that are, that are recognizing the guys like yourself and other people out there that are doing things and saying to you, or, or on the platform or whatever it is, rewarding you for doing that. Because this is an engine and it, it, it needs all of us actually participating in it for it to be successful. But the big thing out of, Everything is going to be money. And, you know, Hank, the the best the you brought up such a good point there, because you think of how much money like SIG or Glock spends on marketing. It would not take a lot of money for them to put in, you know, pump into a place like Gunstreamer or something, Mm -hmm. because they need to realize that, you know, unless they help contribute, there may not be a place where people can get information on their products. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if they had something like that, they could say, look, anyone who exclusively puts their content up here, uh, you know, we will, you know, we've got, let's say you've got SIG, so maybe on that content, right, there's something to highlight SIG on there, right? Uh, You know, uh, 10-second pre-roll, you know, something ghosted in in the video or whatever, right, embedded in the video, and then the person who's creating that unique content gets something to you know, to help them pay the bills and do what they're doing or get somehow floated up on discovery on the channel, right? You know, we need to figure out a way to get a lot of these things to work together because uh, I'm trying to tell you guys, you know, there's a lot, if you just look at the news and the things that are happening out there, these guys are trying to figure out how to pull the plug, but they don't want to do it all at once. You know, that's why they're rolling around and they'll hit you up right now, Clover, and then they'll move on and hit me up and then they'll go hit up another guy and then they'll do waves over here and waves over there. At some point, they're just going to come down on us like a ton of bricks. So, Well, as far as the gun streamer thing, what do you think about this? And I've never heard this mentioned, but I think this might could help. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The very top of their page where they highlight a video, they scrap that because... That's ridiculous. That video stays up there forever. It's mm-hmm. not a new video when you refresh. It's not even a new video every day. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's and connected to an algorithm. Or having like old, stale content is bad. Is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, get rid of that section. Come up with some type of a system 
uh, even where you have the creator maybe sign a, a waiver or something, right, where you can sue the crap out of them if they lie to you or something, I guess, um, that says, you know, this you're you're uploading this video and it is original content for Gunstreamer. In other words, it's not it will will never be put anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Just Gunstreamer, and then use that top section. Mm-hmm. Once you put that in play, use that top section for Gunstreamer only content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that that incentivizes smaller guys because guess what? If I make a Gunstreamer only video, that's only going to go on Gunstreamer, which let's be honest, gets less views than anywhere else I post it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can make a Gunstreamer-only video, but it's going to sit at the top of the page until it gets knocked down according to time or knocked down according to views or whatever, right? Somebody surpasses it or whatever it might be, however they have that set up. But at least at for a, a given amount of time, it's going to be at the top of the Gunstreamer page and get promoted. Then it may be more worthwhile to me to do it. It's not just a fact of I'm doing this to help Gunstreamer. Mm-hmm. I there, think, it has uh, to be a give and take. I, yeah. I get you need yeah. my help, but let's figure out a way to give and take. We this need thing. each other. We we all need yeah. each other here. Exactly. Yeah. Symbiotic. You yeah. mentioned it earlier when we were talking about it. Yeah. make it a more symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all need each other here, without a doubt. We're all doing stuff for each other. Listen, if we wait until this all comes crashing down, oh man, everyone's not everyone's not surviving that. And I really would not like to see everyone go away. I, I would like to see people have a voice, even the people who I don't like or I don't agree with. You know, um, because that's how we make what we do here dynamic, right? And that's how we grow it, and we make it interesting to an audience out there. I don't want to. I don't want to a hundred percent go away from YouTube. I'm not trying to say to you, "Oh, screw you." I'm never doing anything over there because that could be a funnel to get people from YouTube over to any wherever else. You know, we're doing things, but we definitely. This right. is the reason why I said earlier that at places like Shot Show, even though we should see the guns, even though we should hang out and have the drinks or whatever, we actually should sit down and powwow. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> going to require a bunch of people like us, a bunch of people in the creator sphere to coming yeah. up with making that happen. Yeah. Come well, I mean, how, how do we get happen. how do we get these rooms? You know, what do these rooms cost at SHOT Show? How do we get one of these meeting meeting halls or whatever? And we say, hey, we're laying out three, six hours over here. You could come in. we got workshops. You could talk to people. You know, we got the industry. We need to figure out how to do that. And um, it's going to take more than me, more than you. Somehow we all have to figure out how to do it. It can't just be a party type situation, I think. Because, you know, I think it's, it's that you can't focus in a situation yeah, I like, like the workshop. that. I like the workshop idea. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Is what ha- this is what happens. I mean, YouTube itself has their own shows that, that happen in California, you know, yeah. and any industry has their own stuff going on, right? So um, I, we just need to figure out how to do this somehow. Yeah, we need a VidCon. Almost we need a VidCon for just our niche. Yeah. And but once again we come back to money and I just want everyone to realize this like not a range day not a range day right. not a show not a we need an actual sit down conference yeah. meetings yeah. no we're not there to shoot guns <laughs> yeah. you know we're not there to talk about how awesome we are <laughs> you know right. um, I think we really need to do this and I'm saying this just because the gun streamer guys aren't here and even when I had Austin on you know he's kind of like humble and doesn't want to say this but this guy's yeah, put, He's putting his own money into this. When he burns through that money, he's done, and this is done. Okay? Maybe there'll be someone else that'll come and burn through money as well. But listen, man, we got to actually make this thing catch fire. 
And that takes yeah. all of us, like not just me, not just the content creators, not just them as a platform, but also the uh, the eyeballs out there, the 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 fans, the folks who look at stuff, you well, know. But it also requires communication. And I get Austin's demeanor and everything. I, I totally understand mm-hmm. it. He's the, the, it, somebody referred to him one time as like a 12-year-old little boy at the at the girl, boy-girl dance, you know, or whatever, because mm-hmm. just timid, right? Well, he's a, um, I, I think he's a, he's a good dude. He's a no, nerdy kind of guy. Yeah, and, and he's just timid. Do you he's remember, do you remember that when, we, when this first came about, we had the YouTube guys and we had Gunstreamer? And yeah. I think conversely to Gunstreamer, the YouTube guys, one guy in particular was very like all about him. Sam, you know. I think. Just, yeah. Uh, no, Sam was Mark cool. Was. Yeah, there, but there was, but the whole thing about it that rubbed me kind of wrong was that it seemed like it was all about their fame and their awesomeness and like traveling around the country and showing how a awesome lot of you it was. Are. And a lot of it was. Yes. Yeah. But. So it's it's a it's a separate thing, but ultimately we need some like. You know, everyone can't wear the hat in a company and make right. it successful. So we need right. someone to wear the hat of talking to the industry, someone to wear the hat of, of, of communicating with content creators, you know, someone to wear the hat of, of getting uh, the audience. Because, look, me and you are saying what we think, but these folks listening to us, they're the audience and they have complaints about Gunstreamer, to be honest. Yeah. Right. They have reasons yeah. why they don't go there. Um, a lot of people tell me, hey, I go to Gunstreamer. I can't find you that easily or, you know, this thing or that thing. Same kind of things happened with uh, Full 30. It's actually pretty impossible to find me over on Full 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there's things going yeah. on behind the scenes with Full 30. Most people don't know about. I, I'm not I think I'm not actually at not, liberty to talk about it. But, you know, the only thing on Full 30 I even is is basically I'll go and every now and then and I'll just look at the homepage like the most recent and I'll scroll down a little mm-hmm. bit and that's that's my extent because full 30 I don't like the way it navigates at all yeah no so, one does like no one does but there's something there's something big going on at full 30 that well, uh, Lolo will come in here and tell me don't open your mouth and say anything <laughs> more than that well, I, and it's not I'll necessarily go good to, it's not necessarily well, good well that's fine I'll go back to what I was oh, she just came and looked at me I'll go back to what I was saying so you don't get in trouble yeah um, which is you know, we've got to we've got to communicate and talking about with Gunscreamer because until Austin came on your show here, that wasn't but a few weeks or a month ago or something. Um, that's Before like the, the break. first. Mm-hmm. That's like the first show communication anything that I've seen happen in nearly a year, mm-hmm. and so we we've got to up that game. Those are rookie numbers, and we definitely got to up that game and have better communication and start working on some ideas together yeah. on this. I think I think we need to figure out a way to do it. And even if you don't have money, um, so let's say we're talking about the evangelists that you need. If you don't have the money to hire those guys, which they probably don't, it'll be an expensive thing. I think someone that's able to do that probably deserves to be compensated. Figure out another way <laughs> to right. you know that that person for taking that risk, they might have some reward at the end of it. Um, the same thing with someone who could bring you uh, industry contacts and help get the industry I- on board. I solved I solved that issue. Mm-hmm. I solved that issue by the gun streamer only content because if the only place that I'm able to upload that's gun streamer, then guess where I'm going to have to push people to to watch it? Right. Gun gun streamer. Yeah. But you know you're going to have to give me something for that. That's a chicken. Carve out. 
you need to carve out a section to the very top of the page. If you want Gunstreamer only original content like Netflix original or whatever, then you need to put that high and front and center and everything else. That yeah. way it's out there. When I talk to, to Austin about that, uh, which I have had those conversations, it seems like a chicken and egg situation to me. That's me. I don't want to speak for them. I don't know if Ashley's still in there or whatever. And we, I'm trying to get them to come back on maybe sometime before we do SHOT Show. But I think it's a chicken and egg type of situation where they're like, okay, awesome. you guys could say that you're going to do this, and then you put that content up there. If we don't actually get uh, eyeballs or unique views coming over, then, then what? And so if we're all sitting I- here staring at each other, nothing's actually going to happen. That's great, but I'm going to go snowflake on you for a minute and become triggered. <laughs> because for a freaking year at least, I pushed Gunstreamer. Mm-hmm. I helped them. I put mm-hmm. their name out there. You said probably you know about Gunstreamer because of me. For sure. I was doing the work. Mm-hmm. So if I say that I'm going to do it, by God, I'm going to do it. And you know what? I've done it in the past. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to be coming down on me for new people that you brought in or something that have mm-hmm. screwed you over. Yeah, you know, I 100% again, agree with you on and that. And we need to have these conversations. And if you would go back and start paying the attention to the ones that brought you to the dance in the first place, yeah, then those people would be willing to help you. Yeah, and we could figure something out. You know what That's the thing is? Here's but we thing. need that communication. That's the first step. We're not having. We haven't had that. You know, in months, and we've got to get the communication back. Right now, like I, I'm, this is me spitballing. Um, I think that. I don't know what kind of algorithm they have, you know, compared to YouTube's algorithm, but I think they need to do something because I've been looking at a lot of different platforms, right? I think they need to do something that when folks like you, because yes, you did evangelize. You're not the only one, but, you know, there are people like yourself out there that did evangelize for them. Um, There was a bunch of there was a bunch absolutely. Of yes, absolutely. I think they need something that gives you some kind of credit for that that helps float you up. In, in whatever it is that's going on on their platform, for sure, 100%. I, I agree with that. I think that everything in life, like business-wise, this is one of the things about me that I don't think a lot of people understand about this whole gun game. I'm into guns. I believe in the Second Amendment. Freedom, incredibly important to me, right? Um, but I am not like the dyed-in-the-wool gun guy that was born, you know, with a, with a hunting rifle, you know, when he came out of the womb, um, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a creative person, but I'm also a businessman, you know, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, we have to look at things like that, okay? And money is the blood of a business, right? So well, if there's blood's not flowing through the body, the body dies. Well, let's be honest, right? They're looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. So what's so bad about us looking at it that way, too? We have to. That's what this is there's, about. There's we nothing. don't survive and without that. No, and, the, and, the, and the answer is there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm, I'm not demonizing anybody mm-hmm. for anything because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's a tough deal for them. I think they're just under a lot of pressure, maybe on the different side than we are. And, um, you know, there's, there's basically three, I don't know, maybe three or four sides here. You've got the industry. So it's four, let's say it's four sides, the industry, content creators, the audience, and the platform, right? And everyone's trying to figure out how do we survive at the end of the day? We've got to, like, keep the lights on, pay the bills, and all of that. And I think there needs to we if we don't all sit down and actually talk to each other, and then everything needs to be accountable because, yes, if you do what you say you're going to do, okay, you should not be punished for that. 
right? You should you should you should reap the benefits of that. That's how this becomes dynamic and moves forward. If you look at YouTube, when YouTube started this and the partnership program and all that kind of stuff, uh, when I talked to Eric about that, Eric was like one of the fr- like I think he says he was like the third, fourth. In the top 10 people that YouTube signed a partnership agreement with. And back in those days, before they got big, they were actually working with these people. This is how they built what they built. So even now you can see like YouTube as bad as, as, as they are, they're out there talking to creators, doing things, communicating with people that are doing things. Uh, for them, etc. And so if you ha- if you're trying to um, build a platform in the space, you have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. this is the world of the, there, there's there's a massive amount of uh, consumers out there for this content. That's what we're seeing. That's why Disney Plus comes online. And, you know, there's all these other streaming things coming online. The, the, the hunger of the public in general for content is not dying or going away. We will have an apocalypse before that happens. If someone pulls the plug on the Internet, this is that's the zombie apocalypse right there. Yeah, you know. So the thing is, is that it's it's going to how do we exist in there, though? How do folks like us who believe in the Constitution, believe in the Second Amendment, we're gun guys. You know, how do we survive in that when there's folks out there going, yeah, we don't like this. We don't care if it's covered by the Second Amendment. You know, this is really look. And I know we're running over time here, but I was looking at Dave Chappelle getting his whatever award from the. Well, what is that award thing that they just gave out uh, Susan B. Anthony, I don't know, whatever the hell that award was that he was in Washington, right? Yeah. And he was talking about how he he said, listen, he was talking about comedy, and he says there's things that comedians say that make him feel uncomfortable. But he supports their right to be comedians. Because this is what he's, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, because of the First Amendment. And if that doesn't work out and someone tries to take that away from you, that's why they made the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. That's what Dave Chappelle said, right? Reiterating yep. something that he already said and why everyone was like, oh, this guy's not so crazy or whatever. But if right. we're living in a world where they're like, hey, we don't give a crap about that Second Amendment thing. If you guys talk about guns, we're, we're going we're gonna to push you, you know, we're going to push you to the side. We're going to minimize you. We're going to erase you. Right. right. Then we have a we have a problem that all of us, because everyone I said in that four sided thing is going to suffer. The audience is going to suffer. They're not going to have access to this content that we're making. They're only going to have access to those big guys you were talking about. OK, because th- that's who yep. YouTube will retain for the moment. You know, sure. the content creators are going to suffer. The, the ones like us the, that are coming up. Um, the, uh, the, the people trying to do platforms are going to suffer and ultimately the industry is going to suffer. If you don't have people out there talking about the second amendment and pushing this forward, then eventually we're, I mean, when we have all these laws, there's no desire for guns, right? You can't buy the guns. The industries go out of business. Yep. You know, so, so all of us are connected. And if, and if one of us dies, everybody's dying. Yep. You know, and that's that's the thing that I think that um, we we have to figure out how to do that, man. I wish I could actually I could say this until I'm blue in the face. There's people in the industry that don't even want to talk to me, you know, because I'm trying to say that stuff to them whenever I see them. And they just want to have the parties and have the fun or whatever. But ultimately, this is where we're going. We will die. Most people will die out here if we don't all figure out a way how to make this work. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway. And and Hank, those people that, those people that treat you that way, they won't realize that you were right until it's too late. <laughs> yeah. 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 Unfortunately, man, a hundred percent. And then it doesn't matter. Like, I don't need the credit for it. I just want to be here. I just want you guys to be here. I want the folks out there to be here. That's all I want. You know, right. I don't want to have to spend like my time fighting for this and doing that or whatever. I'd rather just be creative and um, and, and follow my passions and my desires. But, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> what happens with it when it all goes away? You know, mm-hmm. so that's why I do it. Um, all right. That's enough of me. Uh, that's <laughs> Globiating? Enough, yeah, that's enough of me uh, ranting about that. I, I will try. I will try to see if I can get the gun streamer guys to come on and, and get you back on Clover. You know, um, obviously we all, all we all can't jump on live here, but it'd be good to have a couple of you know a few content creators on, have the gun streamer guys on, and we we have to at least put this out in the public so everyone knows about it, and no one can claim that we didn't try to talk to them. Yeah, and I and I think they know me well enough to know that I, I don't hold any malice and I don't hate them or anything else. I have sure I have my opinions and my ideas about the platform, and that's what they are at this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, I do think we need to be. I think they've dropped the ball a little bit on communication, and I think that you know we we've all got to make sure that that ball gets picked up and communication mm-hmm. starts happening again. That's the yeah. only way it's going to work. Oh, I agree with it. I think they dropped it though because they're in over their heads. You know, and I don't think that they can really handle the tsunami. And this is a small tsunami right now. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. <laughs> in about you. six we're months here. In the game. Yeah. In about six months here, man, this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think like, yes, you're right, but they need help. We've got to figure out somehow to help them, even though we're not necessarily getting, you know, we've been helping them. And maybe it needs to come from more than just us. Maybe the people who are listening to this right now need to ask some companies on social media, hey, what's up with you guys? <laughs> you know, how come you're not thinking about the future of where you're going to be when Facebook shuts you down and YouTube shuts you down and Instagram shuts you down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then, you know, maybe somehow we all get on with this, but I'm going to tell you, if you, if I want to give you a prediction of what's going to happen, um, pretty much nothing's going to happen. We'll all wake up one day. Most, most people who believe in the second amendment will disappear from social media platforms and very few of them will ever come back. And I hate well, to they say already- this. Oh, sorry, Clover. No, you, no go you, ahead, Dylan. You, yeah. You've oh. been sitting there patiently. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I heard Walter the other night, a few nights ago on the show, make a good point, and uh, I have to agree with him that, you know, with it being an election year coming up, um, there, I have a bad feeling that, I mean, like you said, Hank, and I've heard you allude to it, I mean, you don't know when it's going to happen, but I have a bad feeling about this year. I mean, we all have to be prepared for that max exodus of YouTube. Yeah. There's a New York Times article with an executive currently at Facebook begging the other people in Facebook to not use their power to influence the upcoming elections. Okay. Um, if you, well, if you need a sign, I don't know what bigger sign you need because well, he's that saying that this is going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. aggravates me is what you talked about. Uh, what did you say before Dylan was talking about? You talking about people, uh, people just leaving the the platforms or whatever. 
And what aggravates me is how people are, oh, I don't use Facebook because of Zuckerberg. Oh, I don't use Instagram or I don't use this or I don't use that. And I'm thinking, well, the people that are spreading the ideas and the ideals contrary to what you believe, they're using that. Mm -hmm. So why you think you're sticking it to the man because you're not using that? Don't you get that you're, because you're not using it, you're keeping yourself behind the curve. Yeah. Well, that's you're ju- not you're not accomplishing anything by not using that platform. Yeah. Well, that's just like Spike Tactical, whom I love. Remember, Spike Tactical made the Crusader rifle, which was basically just the cross and uh, a, a, um, you know a quote from the Bible. And they were like, "Oh, these guys won't use this in the battlefield." You're basically saying that you're that, that you're not gonna. I'm gonna use any weapon in the battlefield. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm telling you guys. I, yeah. I, I, I need I to win. If I have to pick up one of theirs, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that's what using Facebook and YouTube and a lot of these platforms are. Mm-hmm. You're picking up their AK in the sandbox and using it against them. That's yeah. what you're doing. Absolutely. That's that's what it's all about. I don't love them. <laughs> you know, I don't love those guys. I love my I love myself. I love my family. I love you guys. Right. I don't love them, but we need to win this. Because the opposite of winning this is we have no voice. We have no First Amendment. We got no Second Amendment. That's the outcome of this, right? So if we're in that battle, before this actually becomes like actual, an actual battle, we have this one here, you know, and we do have to use the tools that we have available. So, yes, I get it. People always say, like, oh, I'm done with YouTube. I'm not going to use YouTube anymore. I'm not going to use this. I'm not going to use that. Okay. So then go, go hide in your shell. When you come out of that bunker, you're going to find that you, there's no such thing as the Second Amendment. You know, that's what's going to happen when you go curl up somewhere in the closet and try to act like none of this is happening. And you're just going to go, oh, I'm not going to use your thing. And that's going to bring you down. They don't care. They want us to not use it. That's the whole point of what's going on. So. Uh, okay, somehow I'm still going here. You know, <laughs> uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's um, let's tell the folks how to. We'll start with Dylan, and we'll go to you, Clover. And um, by the way, um, Ghost Tactical was saying that you could find that stuff on his website too. So let's not forget. Oh, yeah, awesome. Yes, we got you know we got to remind folks of that. If you're looking for the stuff that Ghost and Clover have going on, you can find it on either one of their websites. Um, so Dylan, let's start with you. Tell the folks out there who would like to be able to follow you, keep in touch with you or whatever. I know you're a busy young man working, going to school, but how can people do that? Well, um, number one, uh, my name is, uh, on my YouTube name is Dill spec eight one six. And I, I try to watch your show every night. I'm on there most nights and I comment. So if you, you know, you can always say hi to me in the chat, but if you ever want to contact the store, um, our number is five zero two, uh, six, five, seven, eight four eight eight and you can just ask for me anytime and um you know as long as we're not busy even if, if you just want to call and say hi i'm, I'm happy to talk to you mm-hmm. um, but i i don't currently really use a lot of social media and um i'm I, i'm stay tuned on that because i'm 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 changing you know after after hearing you guys speak and everything i need to i need to get more engaged with that because um i used to think that because how many kids my age um how rare i am for my thinking that no one really would care how I think. But now, you know, after, after t- listening to you guys and other things, I'm, I'm starting to change my views on that. So, um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be creating some, we you know, absolutely a hundred percent care what you think. There's, 
there's far more kids out there with your way of thinking that would listen to what you have to say and stuff than what you think. All right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And whenever I see you, man, I always think to myself, did I go back in a time machine to look at um, Eric from Iraq veteran when he was like 22 (laughs) years old? (laughs) Because you have the same mannerisms and everything. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm guessing you guys are not actually related, but I think you have that same uh, passion and all that kind of stuff. And absolutely, man, you know, it starts with a step, you know, so. Get out there and do it. Um, CloverTac, how can the folks out there follow you, keep in touch with you, et cetera? Well, first, thanks for thanks for having me on. Great conversation, mm-hmm. and I hate that we went over and ate into a lot more of your Lola time tonight. So <laughs> I apologize to her for me, too. Um, yeah, go to CloverTac.com again. You can find everything there. Scroll down to the swag store, and you'll find the, uh, the sweepstakes. Appreciate all your help with that. Uh, the Fire Friday podcast, of course, come out. We talked about those earlier in the show. And uh, I think a lot of people would enjoy those. And it didn't get to mention this, but for the Star Wars fans out there, uh, particularly the Mandalorian fans out oh, there yeah. from that season, uh, I did build a uh, Mandalorian-inspired, let's say, not a uh, uh, pixel-for-pixel type replica, but a Mandalorian-inspired rifle. That video's up on the channel now, so check that out. And, and uh, again, thanks, Hank. Had a, had a great time. You're welcome, man. I, I had a great time as well as we always do. One last question here. Brian Quick said he didn't get this question answered. So we'll try to get this. And shout out to Elster's Rifles and Reloading that's out there as well. I see him in the chat. Brian Quick says, how does Dill Spec compare to Mill Spec? I never got an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so uh, funny, a funny thing. So how I get my name, um, I have a really good friend named Ben that's, uh, he's, he uh he's in vet school right now but uh during the summer you know we shoot and stuff and um we uh we have land where we can shoot uh around our houses fortunately in kentucky and um that name came about because whenever i get a gun out of the box um he uh, ben is very good with um gunsmithing and uh, mechanical things and I'm tr- i try to learn from him but uh when I get a new rifle out of the box, I'll give it to him and I'll say, make this deal spec. He knows exactly how to set it <laughs> okay. up. So basically for an AR-15, I like a gun with full ambi controls. You know, there's certain triggers and stocks I like, but that's just a name that we came up with and we thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. And I appreciate you, you know, people, if you guys don't realize this, you know, he, he's going to school, he's working at the gun store and everything, and he supports guys like me military arms channel etc he's a good dude putting his money where his mouth is and all that and i really listen i really appreciate it man especially i know coming from a young guy like yourself out there there's young guys old guys and all that and you know i appreciate the folks who actually get behind myself and clover and everyone else doing this and support us that's that's really awesome and it, and it helps uh, this to keep going down the road um i want to remind you guys of the hankstrange.com you know, go check that out. If you're looking for us, you want to know all the different things that we're up to. If there's videos disappearing that you think, hey, I thought Hank made a video on this and it's not on YouTube anymore, there's a reason. Go to HankStrange.com. We'll point you to the places where you can find those things. Uh, let me roll in the end here and then we'll come right back. I'll let you guys get your final words. I'm going to roll this. There we go. Make sure you all subscribe, comment, thumbs up. Even after the show, you can leave comments and things like that. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. That's pretty much it. Uh, Clover, Dylan, any final words from you guys? That's it. Uh, Great. 
I just want to say thank you, Hank, for having me on. Clover Tech, very nice to meet you. And I, I will be uh, sure. in, in the future. I'll definitely be trying to give you some support, man. I understand how it's hard right now. Appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy both your all's channels. Thank you, Hank, for having me on again. It's oh, always. you're welcome. You're welcome. It was an awesome show. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. Catch us on audio, iTunes, all that kind of stuff. We'll be back. Shout out to Harry's Holsters as well. Go get a Kydex holster from those guys. We're out of here. Peace.